0: Welcome to the 71st episode of the Cinefessions podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, my name's Brandon Shawan. and joining me tonight, we have Mark Nadu and Ash Collins. Ash, how's everything going this evening? Swimmingly. Excellent. And how about you, Mark?
1: I'm doing good. Just got home from work, made myself some uh, low-budget nachos. Much. <laughs> what does that consist a, of? I take a plate, right? That mm-hmm. microwave. Yeah. Um, I uh, layer uh, Triscuit's on said plate. <laughs> <laughs> then I drizzle, uh, cheese, whatever's available. Uh, yeah. This time it was a, a mixture of, um, marbled, uh, medium <laughs> cheddar. And, okay. Uh, because I ran out of it, uh, also jalapeno, Monterey, or Monterey jalapeno. Does it make nice. sense? Monterey. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. um, I, uh, I drizzle some barbecue sauce on it. I, <laughs> then I microwave it for a 35 second time. Pop it out <laughs> of the microwave. And then it's called the upper roof of my mouth. So <laughs> I am being fantastic and I'm full.
0: That's fantastic. What are you drinking this evening?
1: Uh, tonight I am drinking from the brewery in Quebec, Le Trou du Diable. Which oh, is that's that really I, French. In English, uh, the Devil's Hole. <laughs> okay, uh, I love it. Okay. I'm not sure if it's his A-hole or his B-hole, <laughs> but it's <laughs> B-hole. So uh, this is called the Albert Three. It's the uh, Singe de l'espace, Le Singe de l'Espouse. Oh, okay. Um, it's translated by looking at the label uh, yeah. Space Monkey. So I am drinking <laughs> a Albert Three Space Monkey, uh, five point four nine percent alcohol, 600 milliliters. Um, two sips in, delicious.
0: Excellent. Yeah, I got my Red's Wicked Black Cherry tonight going to rock through with that with the podcast so let's let's do it gentlemen so just a reminder you can interact with us in a few different ways you can find us on twitter at cinefessions you can email us at contact at cinefessions.com and you can also be a part of an upcoming show by leaving us a voicemail at 1-302-448-TALK that's 1-302-448-8255 we love comments questions corrections concerns whatever so please reach out to us using any of those three services before I move forward, do you guys have an excellent, or, well, Ash, I guess you were the be the only one celebrating Thanksgiving last week. Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? Um, no, I worked
2: for nine and a half hours on Thanksgiving. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That sucks. But, I mean, I had my wife's awesome stuffing, so. Yeah? Scratch, scratch made
0: sausage and uh, apple cornbread stuffing. Awesome. That sounds delicious. Do you have like a, a dinner any other day to make up for the one you missed or?
2: Uh, no, I knew we, I had because uh, I, I got off work at like two
0: or two. Oh, and OK. Or
2: something like that. Yeah. Two and a half. Gotcha. Two, three.
0: <laughs> two and a
1: half. <laughs> and I,
2: yeah, so we, I, I got Thanksgiving dinner. It was just, you know. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: Did you guys have any trailer pork nachos like I had tonight?
0: Uh, unfortunately, no. But I need to add that to my shopping list.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make sure it's a low sodium triscuit. I find a
0: little too salty to the palate. Ah, interesting. Good to Mm -hmm. note. Mm -hmm. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, man. So, you can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Cinefessions, and check out our long list of past reviews and all the previous 70 podcast episodes over at cinefessions.com. So... This week, we move on to our second film in our Home Invasion arc, the 2007 film Inside. And I just want to take the time now to apologize if anybody watched the wrong film, because I had a hell of a time figuring out which movie we were actually watching, because there's an Inside from 2006, which sounds like it could be a Home Invasion film, and an Inside from 2007, which is actually the one we watched. And so hopefully, hopefully everyone's on the same page with me. I know for a fact, at least... Mark and Ash, you guys watched the right one, so at least we're in good standing there. But All right, so finally, we're proud to tell you that this episode of the Cinefessions podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial, so all of our Cinefessions listeners can get an opportunity to check out their services. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, or your Kindle devices, so... Head on over to audibletrial.com backslash cinefessions to get your free audiobook. That's audibletrial.com backslash cinefessions. All right. So, Mark. Yes. I know you didn't celebrate Thanksgiving last week, but you I, I did looked like you had a fun weekend. So, what did you do this past week?
1: Um, I went to a local mini comic con. Uh, Ottawa does two a year, a main one in May. And then one uh, just this past weekend. No guests, just vendor tables and local artists. And okay. I got some sweet stuff. Um, you can see what I bought on uh, my uh, Twitter at uh, mark underscore Nado. Um, I'm just looking at my tweets here and uh, I got, I took so many pictures. There's this company <laughs> called Glitch. Glitch Artwork. On Twitter, it's at Glitch Artwork, and they do layered art. um How can I describe it? So it's 3D art with foam of arcade screens. Um, so I've okay. got one from the... Uh, I guess it's art from the original Rampage arcade game, showing Lizzie, George, and Ralph destroying buildings, but it's in a 3D shadow box uh, frame, and the different layers of the picture are... I guess it's just, it's it's kind of like a 3D, but it's not. There's just different layers. Like the background would be like the base layer. And then you would have like one building would be like a layer that's a little thicker in the frame. And then you would have like another building that's close that's thicker in the frame. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, or maybe absolutely. you don't. I uh...
0: oh, I saw the picture, so I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
1: it's like, it's like a 3D-ish layered look. So it's like you take a, a picture in Adobe Photoshop and all the different layers. And just it's, you know, at different depths. In the uh, in the frame, it looks really cool. Um, so they've got a whole bunch of stuff. I got um, a rampage one with the uh, a, uh, uh, a copy of the uh, top of the arcade cabinet, like the top, like the headline, uh, like uh, wording that usually shows up at the top of like older arcades. Um, yeah, I know you're talking about. So it's a it's a copy of that, and then it's just the artwork from uh, a screenshot from one of the games, which I found really cool. They've got Mega Man, they've got uh, I think Mega Man Two that I saw in person. They got some Street Fighter stuff, some um, some Sonic, some Mario. I just I'm an old school uh, arcade guy. I love Rampage, so uh, I got that. I picked up some uh, geeky coffee um from a place called uh, Jen Eric's Gourmet Coffee. Um, I've got two different kinds. Um, one that's uh, got a uh, Dalek on it from um, Doctor Who, which is a uh, Mediterranean chocolate uh coffee. And then a Jabba the Peanut, which has a Jabba the Hut uh, symbol on it, which is uh, a peanut butter-flavored coffee. I haven't tried them yet. I'm still finishing uh, the coffee I bought at, uh, or that was uh, provided to me from a recent Comic-Con. So I'm going to pro- probably crack into that later on this week um
0: see cool flavors like that makes me wish i drank coffee but i fucking hate coffee so i i don't t- buy those
1: but. i've only started drinking in the last six years or so in my current okay. job previous to that i never drank coffee uh now it takes me two cups travel mug i should say just to get myself going in the morning um, <laughs> listen i'd rather do cocaine but it's illegal right so I <laughs> drink coffee. you know like let's, let's be honest guys here who'd rather do a line of cocaine instead of a coffee <laughs> show of hands <laughs> Wow! Everybody listening is lifting their hands right now.
0: Uh, You're probably right. You're probably right.
1: You could be on the bus waiting to pull the cord. I don't know, but (laughs) one day it'll be legal, guys. Just you know, just wait. Just 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 wait. It's going to be legal (laughs) one day. Um, Oh man. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Um, and also went to another event, which I'll talk later on in the podcast. Okay. Um, But uh, yeah, so uh, between that and work and uh, watching
0: movies, I kept myself pretty busy. Awesome. Very cool. And what about you, Ash? How was your weekend besides from work and what were you able to do?
2: Um, Not a whole lot. I watched uh Rara and its sequel series. Um, a bunch of new anime. Oh, yeah. My wife found a uh, boob anime to watch. Nice. A boob anime? Yeah. So if. Okay. The whole plot revolves around this guy getting his power from. Okay. Okay. Not just him. All of the people getting their <laughs> abilities uh, powered up from breast milk.
0: Which, <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. It. it oh. Yeah. So he uh, just before you know, like in the middle of a fight, he latches his mouth over a willing woman's breast, <laughs> sucks her milk, and goes to town. Oh, and, and it's specific women. It's not just any woman. Oh, okay. Persons, yeah. No. Okay. No. Right. Yeah, it's actually kind of creepy because he's actually sucking their life force through their boob. I don't think so yeah. Um <laughs> I mean yeah, there's weird. nudity though, and violence and blood and yeah. Huh. And my well, wife found it for me and she's like, Hey, I found one that's right up your alley and she was right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so how many boxes per <laughs> season?
2: Yeah. Um I don't know. Uh I actually thought it's on
1: Hulu of
2: all places. Oh wow. Uh, what was it? Uh Quasar? Yeah, quasar of the stigmata.
1: St- Stig.
2: Yeah, in uh, Japanese yeah. it's sake on no stigmata, but yeah, uh, it, on Hulu you can find it. Looking up quasar. Very interesting. Yeah.
1: Probably two boxes per season. You
2: know, <laughs> oh five. my god! <laughs> you know, you know, if the when it was distributed in the U.S., if they didn't put it inside of a milk carton, they were missing out. <laughs>
0: what oh that's fantastic oh man so anything else this week or is that it
2: no that was pretty much it okay i've been working nine hours a day i mean i haven't had a day off since november 5th so
0: yeah yeah that sucks jeez
2: and i won't get i won't get one off this week either so yeah that'll be fun
1: well if you need triscuits i'll I'll have some sent to you <laughs> we all need snacks, guys. Well,
2: the, the, right. it was hilarious because the front desk lady looked at me funny when I bought in this grocery bag full of like cans of fruit and like uh, popcorn and all this, all this like shit. And I'm like, you know, I'm spending more time at work than I am at home. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> and yeah. I won't be ashamed yeah. to admit, I am using the boxes of Triscuits for gift wrapping for Christmas gifts. So. <laughs> It's a nutritious snack and it also uh, packages up your uh, loose Christmas gifts. Good. Especially if you're giving crackers away for Christmas.
0: Yeah, that really helps. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, quick, What was...
1: Yeah. Rumor. So uh, one of these streaming services in Canada called Show Me <laughs> is uh, quitting on November 30th. Oh. Rumor has it that Amazon Prime starting December 1st in Canada... So we'll know next episode for sure, because by the time uh, this drops, will be, I think, the second or the third. Um, But yeah, apparently we might be getting Amazon Prime, which means I will have to sign up for that.
0: That's awesome. So you have to pay for shipping otherwise right now,
1: right? Uh, No, they've got free shipping, which takes four to eight days, which really takes maybe 10 days. Um, okay. and And I signed up for Amazon Prime in the States just for my Black Friday shopping. And uh, I, oh, okay. Even with when I tried with a VPN a week or two weeks back, I couldn't get it going. So, uh, mm. hopefully, we get the same amount of quality that you guys get with your service. But I'm very excited to sign up for it. I'll Hell give the 30 yeah. day free trial a shot first before committing a full year. But, uh, right. Yeah. M- more stuff to watch and no extra time to watch it.
0: I know. Yeah. Yeah. I love Prime. I've had it for years now. I get so much shit, though, it makes makes sense. Yeah, I. Hey,
2: really well, I the only thing I I like the quality of Amazon streaming. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hate how they organize their on demand. It is fucking terrible. Really? How? Hmm. So. Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. Who like is on the website? Or? Yeah. Like it, like if you're trying to like yeah. browse to actually watch stuff. When I had Prime. Uh, like when you try to stream stuff, it was like you couldn't find anything. Like unless you knew exactly what you were looking for to watch, it was a nightmare to go through. There's like no method or madness. You know, there's no method to the madness of how they organize their shit on there. With the yeah.
1: search feature, though, right? Like, you can still search a specific. Mm-hmm. Title?
2: Yeah, and yeah, you can search out specific stuff, but like just finding like the free because they mix in the pay stuff with the free
1: stuff. Wait, so, so, it's, so there's pay stuff as well as free stuff on Prime?
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the on-demand stuff that, like... Because everything that streams through uh, Amazon Prime, uh, or everything goes through Amazon Prime, but some of their stuff is free with the service, and some of it is just their on-demand stuff. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But, I mean, Hulu's kind of the same way. Like, I, we just signed up for Hulu just to try it out. Oh, okay. Hulu. Yeah, Hulu's browsing kind of sucks, too, but... I don't yeah, know. My Hulu one had it. it it's kind of nice. I I love to give Hulu this much. I, we will It with has the, the boob anime.
0: Obviously, you like it.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know. But no, <laughs> the, the, the only thing I don't like about Hulu's the uh, uh, thing is like when you go like into the actual series to watch it, mm-hmm. the most recent episode is first, which is oh. yeah, which is great if you're all caught up. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't binge and you just go to watch that one episode and then go watch something else, but if you right. binge watch and you stop at like you know four or five episodes in, you've got to scroll back through the the, the slog of episodes to find the one you watched. It's annoying. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, uh, important question: This boob uh, anime uh, is it pixelated in any way, shape, or form?
2: No, it is not censored. Yes,
1: yes. At <laughs> least the- the
2: the version on Hulu is not censored. The the one that uh, actually aired in Japan was censored, but when they put it out on DVD and Blu-ray, uh, it was not censored. So. I'll tell you right now, and,
1: with the way that they, they um, pixelate their anime, there is no way Japan is legalizing cocaine before we are. <laughs> <laughs> no way.
0: Oh, my God. You're probably right. I can't argue. Solid fact.
1: It's Man, it's cartoon. Don't pixelate it. <laughs> Just give
0: it to me. What the hell, what was the name of that anime? The boob anime.
1: <laughs> I'm sure if you type in boob anime, Wait, uh, it. That's
0: a good point. Quasar
2: no Quasar no Stigmata. Okay. Oh, I, like, I know someone's know, listening. And they're I'm like, sorry. you know what? Quasar of the Stigmata. Sorry.
1: Okay. Are there any bleeding eyes and stuff? Like, is Jesus involved?
2: Um. No. <laughs> he's got a he's got a mark on his face that bleeds. Yeah, there is some like Christian stuff to it, like there's some Catholic stuff to it, but it's Japan's version of Catholicism in their anime which means it's absolutely batshit insane and has very little to actually do with Catholicism I'm, so- <laughs> about, I'm about to faint here
1: do we get to see nun boobs? Uh, yes <laughs> oh god damn it
0: <laughs> yes. oh my that god
1: fantastic
2: <laughs> yes yes we do get you do in fact get to see nun boobs Aww. oh-.
1: Yes. Yeah, you know yeah.
2: what? And my wife says that we all owe her our souls now. So right. you know
1: what? I'll give you half of mine. It's kind of used, though. <laughs> you might want to wash it she, she says she'll find a use for it, and, and yeah. she's got a method
2: of cleansing it, so, you know. she
1: sure would make a great quilt someday.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So... I did uh, I did some watching. Um I'll start with that. So I watched I finally watched The Purge. I wrote down anarchy, but it's not The Purge election year. Okay. Um and wow, did I fucking love that movie. It is I loved it so much. It's just excellent. I absolutely love the first one. I didn't like the second one as much. I know Mark, you love the second one too. I did. Um but this one I think it I think I even liked it better than the first one. Uh just the the action, the uh the story that was being told, it was like it. It was more uh, probably the time was right to watch it. I guess uh, it was. I don't know. It was awesome. Um, uh, I didn't write Frank, down anything about it, but I loved it.
1: Frank Grillo is in this one too, right? The guy from the second film.
0: I is he the is he the um, like bodyguard to the senator?
1: I, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Actually, it's one of my Black Friday purchases. But oh, basically. you haven't seen Election Year? No, not yet. It's on my. Oh, cross. I thought you
0: did. Okay. Nope. Uh,
1: in the second one, he is the I guess the guy that wants to kill. He's the one that's got that vendetta that he needs to go to the house to kill the guy because he killed his fo- his kids or something.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, you're right. And I'm just picking. I just caught that. I didn't even catch oh, even that. No. That was the same guy. Yeah, <laughs> <But> it is. <laughs> yeah, <Cross laughs> Yeah, you're from, right. Uh,
1: Captain America: Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. I like huh. him. He's That's got some even movies that cooler. you've seen in many movies, but you might not know his name.
0: I know, yeah, exactly. I didn't know the name when you said it, but yeah, I. But uh, yeah, you you have to see this movie. I wish. Um, I wish I would have known any. you hadn't seen it last week. I could have given it to you, but oh, you said you just bought it, though, right? Yeah, six ninety nine on Amazon okay.
1: dot, uh, dot com. Even the exchange rate's cheaper than ca. I think dot ca was they were selling for like twelve ninety nine. So even with the exchange rate duty, I'm still you know I'm still making bank. Yeah. Word.
0: <laughs> yeah but this one uh basically it's uh like the it's two presidential candidates going after each other one once is like the the Democrat wants to end the purge because she understands that it's basically like an attack on the poor an attack on the weak and the other one the Donald Trump of the of the thing is wants the purge to keep going and, and blah 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 um and so they decide that they're going to lift the restriction that you that 'Cause there was a restriction in the first two films that like the highest ranking officials couldn't be killed or whatever. Okay. They lift that because they're trying to kill the senator. Um the which is she's actually the one from Lost who's I don't know her, her real name, but Imagine um, Lily. No, I wish. Hmm. I don't think I think Lily like retired from acting. Really? Yeah. That's how I what I always heard. Hmm. Went into uh Scientology and kinda got out of the acting world. You're kidding. No, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but that's how I understood the story, yes. Call
1: the hotline at...
0: one three zero two four four eight. 448 talk There you go. But definitely see Election Year. Uh, I'm I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on it, Mark. Uh, Ash, have you seen Election Year yet? I have not watched any of The Perks. Oh my God, you are fucking missing out. They're so good. I enjoy them a lot. Yeah, they're excellent.
1: You know, I didn't talk about movies I've seen... Can I? Well, do yeah. A, can Jump I do a, in. Oh, can I do a callback? Absolutely. I finally saw Ten Cloverfield Lane.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: And that also means I finally listened to your podcast episode. Oh,
0: <laughs> did <was> you? <laughs> <friend>. Yes.
1: <laughs> Only uh, took six months, but I really? got it
0: done. Um, I loved it up until the last maybe. 20 minutes or so yeah that's what virtually everybody says about it except ash and i i think ash and i I both like the whole thing
2: yeah i thought it was i thought it was this perfect segue where they could actually like start doing a lot more with these but
1: yeah i I, I liked it too i just like the whole like them in the bunker you know what i mean oh i really like that part Uh, as well yeah john goodman is so good as a bad guy
0: oh yeah absolutely
1: creepo too uh yeah i i like i really enjoyed the film i think if they wouldn't have tacked on or put it into the cloverfield lane uh or cloverfield universe um Mm -hmm. it still would be a great film why was it on the shelf for two years i don't know because what i heard was it was on the shelf for a few years and then they added cloverfield into the film um now did they just say that to to make us believe i like i i don't know but uh i, I, I thought it, on its own it was a decent thriller.
2: I think a lot a lot of that had to do more with them restructuring at where who put it out paramount
1: oh, I'm not sure uh let, let me well check.
2: whoever whatever studio decided to do a bunch of low budget movies ten Cloverfield Lane if I remember right, and correct me if you know later if I'm wrong, but if I'm remembering what I read right um Cloverfield Lane was one of the few of the bunch of scripts for low budget films that got produced through this like micro studio that one of the big studios had made. Okay. And it actually got made. I think there was another one that was either in production or pre production. Mm -hmm. And after they finished with everything with 10 Cloverfield Lane, they closed that little micro studio.
1: Oh, gotcha. What's this here? Uh, Paramount Pictures and Bad Robot.
2: Yeah, and basically it just sat there because they didn't know what to do with it,
1: type of thing. Oh well, I th- yeah, fuck. They didn't have to do much with it. Just the acting by itself, you know. I am. Um, yeah. I, I'm always going to call her one of flowers, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, because she just she just melted my heart in Scott Pilgrim, which <laughs> you guys have both seen, right? Nope. Nope. <gasps> I have not seen Scott you, Pilgrim. You, you bo- okay, Hold on. Sidebar: You both have not seen Scott Pilgrim versus the World? No. Holy shit. Holy <laughs> shit. A serious? Oh, man. Oh. Oh. Are I'm you having all right? palpitations. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Are you I feel okay. I can get, get out of breath by just sitting down and talking, but I, yeah. We'll, we'll have to oh rectify that, that voice because that film is fantastic. Oh, so fantastic. It's. Oh, How it was, fantastic oh. was it? Oh, <laughs> I I, bu- I bought the original graphic novels. Um, I've got. I've read the first
0: poster. two of those. I think.
1: Yeah, but it, the way that uh, uh, Edgar Wright he yeah. made it on film, it's beautiful. It, it's <laughs> fucking awesome. So you will have to rectify that. Um, you have until the uh, you have until twenty seventeen to. Uh, <laughs> to see that. But yeah, good film. Um, yeah, so I, I I really enjoyed Think Cloverfield. Um, I like Scott Pilgrim a lot more. Um, <laughs> you know, Michael Sarah, he plays himself again. You know, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed, so- I, I also enjoyed your podcast. You know, oh, good. I, I don't usually listen uh, to right. podcasts because I don't like to sound my own voice. So I apologize, you listeners. Uh, <laughs> but I really thought it was a really good podcast, guys. And you guys should like cut me out more
0: often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, well, the, thank you. Um, so, what would you give Ten Cloverfield Lane out of four stars?
1: Oh, out of four stars, a solid three. Okay. Totally solid three. Awesome. Um, I, I think you both gave them four stars, right?
0: Yes, I gave yeah. both of them four stars. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna uh, take it off a notch just because of the the ending. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I thought like the the first I guess main idea of the film.
0: Awesome. And and I just want to take this moment to apologize to Evangeline Lilly. I completely presented her life in a in a wrong light. Um, I'm reading about her and nothing about Scientology. I don't know where that came from. Um, and she's actually acted in the two Hobbit, fi- two of the Hobbit films and Ant-Man and has a movie coming out in 2017 called Little Evil. So uh, I was just as wrong as you can be about Evangeline oh, yeah. Lilly. She's so going to be in, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp when they yeah, actually get around to that. Too. Yep. Yep. You guys have seen End right? Yeah, I haven't yet. No, uh,
1: it's worth uh, it's worth a
0: watch. Yeah, I own it. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I know what you mean.
2: <laughs> it's it I liked it, but it is very standard MCU origin story film.
0: Yeah, which I I like, so I'm not worried about yeah, that.
2: I, it, it's not that I like I don't like it. It's just that right. I'm. I was talking about it with Chris on Twitter and and. Uh, I'm getting a little tired of the car you know, most cookie cutter villains. They've only really evolved like two or three of them out of all of the MCU films that they've done. Which is really
1: really bad. And with the villain, the whole time I thought it was uh, Peter Skarsgård with a nose prosthetic, <laughs> but it's not. It's <laughs> I somebody you saying else, that. and it's their nose. Um, <laughs> yeah, to, to me, it, it's an ocean. It's a heist movie, right? So it's like an Ocean's Eleven, um, but in the Marvel universe, which I thought yeah. was great because yeah, we haven't yeah seen I, I did it
2: like before. that 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 aspect of it. I liked. It's just there was a lot of it. it just it. It had all of the same beats that like Iron Man did or you know, or a lot of the
1: other ones. And that's a criticism that Doctor Strange is getting, is that it's Iron Man but with a mystical swish instead, you know?
2: Yeah, which but is why just, I... I
1: think it just surpassed Iron Man two in the box office for like a for like a starter film. I think it's number one though in uh, in the Marvel uh uh box office for like an original you... like starter starter film.
0: Did you say Doctor Who or Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. Doctor did, Strange. did they say okay. Doctor Who? I don't know what you said. I was thinking... You may not have. I just heard it. So I don't know. Mm. I was confused. I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about?
1: Hey, <laughs>
2: he's still he's still stuck on boobs and... and uh,
1: <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't Googled it yet. Googled it yet, <laughs> and then, you know, one box in. All
0: right, let's talk about something That's else. That's restraint. I love it. Um, yeah, I also watched uh, Survivor Series. I know we won't spend too much time, Mark. You and I kind of already talked about our thoughts on it uh, on yes. Twitter a little bit. Yes. Um, I... Absolutely fucking loved it, Mark. You didn't as you didn't like it at all, actually. Right? No, uh, unfortunately,
1: yeah. I thought after you know NXT, it, it just it it just failed on so many levels for me. I was and I was
0: upset. That was the other thing I watched was the NXT. That was awesome. Oh god, it was it, it's poetry in motion. It was so it was really really good. Yeah. Um, it was missing the nibs yeah, though, right? Obviously, yeah. I um, started up another uh, dynasty in NCAA football 14, which is still one of the best football games ever released. And I really wish they could release more, but people are idiots and have to sue. So that's not the case anymore. Um, But what I really wanted to talk about was Black Friday. Not use players likenesses. They probably would have been. Yeah, but that's fucking that's the whole point of the thing.
2: Well, yeah, they should just release
0: it without any player likenesses and then just let the community create. Yeah, that's how they should do it. Yeah, they should. But, but um, so Black Friday, always one of my favorite days of the year. Um, Mark, I know you bought some things. Oh, I awesome. helped you buy some of those things. Did you get, um, you, you made some purchases off of Draft House. You basically completed your Draft House films collection, right?
1: I have every, every Draft House film now. Not yet in my possession, but I have okay. every one except for number 39, uh, Clown Forever, which isn't released on digital media yet. Won't be till next month and then cool. I'm missing We are X which is a it's going to be a draft house film but not released by them kind of like Roar. Okay. Um, that's in theaters right now so that's doing this uh, the festival circuit. Um and then they've got two releases on Vimeo which I don't think they'll get a release for oh. physically but uh, apart from that I've got every other one so I've got 42 Draft House films or at least I've that's purchased awesome. them so I should get them hopefully in the next hmm, two weeks or so depending on when I go to the border to pick
0: them up. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pumped. How I'm many so would pumped. you say you have watched? <laughs>
1: yeah, I own four. I own 42. I think I've seen five so far. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the life of a collector. And, and speaking of, uh, I always said I wasn't a vinyl guy and I wouldn't do it because I didn't need to start another collection. Yeah, but,
1: yeah, you said that.
0: Yeah, uh, Black Christmas was released by Waxwork Records, mm. and I it's a fucking it's an excellent film. You know, like granddaddy slasher type film you know Um, and uh, the cover was beautiful and I really wanted to own the soundtrack so I bought it and of course, because I'm a collector, obsessive, I didn't buy just that. So arriving today, I actually got Lost Themes 2, which you talked about. You said you actually liked better than the first one, right? I do, yeah. And that's John Carpenter's themes. I was listening to Lost Themes 1 on like Amazon Prime streaming or whatever. Okay. And uh, it was it's really good. And so I'm really looking forward to Lost Themes 2. I feel like I don't want to listen to it outside of the vinyl because I feel like that's kind of like a spoiler like I don't want to know I don't want to I don't want to hear it until I'm listening on my vinyl you I'm
1: know it comes with a download code and yeah it's like yeah I've got it now on my phone so I'm gonna make right a car I'll play sometimes you don't want to do random yeah but I kind of want to keep these vinyls for vinyl only but you know when do I just have when do I just sit down to listen to vinyl not as often as I want to. So I want to right. use my purchase. But so, like, I'm kind of listening to my vinyls more digitally, which kind of sucks. I want to yeah. the vinyl, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and so I got Lost Team Sue today. I'm waiting on, I grabbed Friday the 13th, part two,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and The Fog. Nice. Those are what I've grabbed so far. I have a ton in my Amazon wish list. So,
1: your fog, is it an original pressing from the film? Or is it the Death Waltz Records? The, the one that's like a gold, it's a gold cover with like a ghost with like a, it looks kind of ghosty with eyes in the fog type of thing?
0: Mine is a green cover.
1: Oh, okay. Mine's gold, if I remember correctly. I'd have to double check.
0: Yeah, I'll actually, um I'll send you, oh, no, I deleted it. Never mind. I can't send you the link. Um, but- it looks really cool. I don't know. We'll see uh, when it gets in. But um, so did you buy a player? Well, so I was going to buy the one that I had pointed out to you. I can't remember the brand yeah. name now. Yeah. Um, but then Bridget was Black Friday shopping and decided she wanted to buy me one for Christmas. Oh, it's nice. And so she ended up buying a little bit more expensive one, It's still sub sub hundred dollar, uh, as far as I know, at least I hope. Um, <laughs> but uh, more so, a uh, uh, more expensive one than I was going to buy, um, and it has Bluetooth. The thing, the shitty thing is, it's not you can't like connect it the the record player to a third party Bluetooth thing. Like your phone can connect to it, and you can use the built in speakers, which kind of sh- is kind of shitty. But oh, um, a USB, I believe, yes. Okay, so
1: I have a USB one. I think it does. I have a USB one where I need to hook it up to my computer, but I have got USB ones where you can play the record on your sound system and rip it to a flash drive or like a usb drive and then put it on your computer and then you can like cut up the the songs because it records you know one side at a time gotcha um, so i have to move my player to my computer which you know if it's in a sound if it's like in a home entertainment unit it's a pain in the butt so right but uh the new ones now you can play it and then it will record to a usb drive which i think is fantastic i wish mine did that
0: but you Actually, know, mine is It's not USB. It has an AUX in audio output, input so, and yeah, RCA stereo home. audio outputs.
1: Hook it up to your home entertainment system. It's going to sound fantastic. You might have to buy yeah. a preamp, which I did for mine. Okay. Don't you know? It's worth the purchase. And even you know, you buy a cheap record player, you'll yeah. just ruin your records. So it's best not to go cheap. Now, don't spend two grand on it, like some guys. You know, they'll spend two three thousand dollars on turntable. I don't. I think I spent three hundred Canadian on mine. And hmm. it's fantastic. I have, yeah.
0: very, I
1: have very few complaints.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. Um, but the things like the reviews I was reading say that they don't eat the records. Cause that's one of my concerns. Yeah, those crowd, it was not those going crowd,
1: cheap. You know, portable uh, record players, you know, like, like a little suitcase that you can bring in right. wherever. And it's got its mm-hmm. own internal speakers. That will just chill vinyl like crazy. It'll just ruin your record.
0: That's what I was reading.
1: Yeah, cheap needle and you'll just
0: have to rebuy the record again. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, on Mondo, the Gremlin soundtrack goes up, and they're actually re-releasing the Turbo Kid soundtrack. And, and so I have Chris buying both of them for me, if he can get them.
1: For Turbo Kid, is there like a different color vinyl pressing, or is there a different gatefold, do we know? Or is it just, a, just another version, or another edition of the same version that's out right now? It's...
0: A good question. I don't know. I know the cover looked the same from what I remember, Okay. but I don't know what the vi- actual vinyl itself looked like. Hmm. But I was listening to that soundtrack um, on YouTube, and wow, that is an awesome soundtrack. It sounded like when the 8-bit like Nintendo-inspired songs come on, I was like, oh my god, this is so good. You've seen the so. movie, right? No, I haven't yet.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh,
0: I know it's on Amazon Prime, I think. At least it used to be. I just never got around to watching it, but- I really want to. That's one of the ones that's toward the top of my list to watch next.
1: Yeah, don't want to brag right now. On top of eating my trailer park nachos, I am wearing my new Fright Rags Turbo Kid hoodie. Oh, awesome! Uh, I wanted to mention it last week on the podcast because they released a Turbo Kid's collection. I love how Fright Rags right now is doing like movie collections. Mm-hmm. So they'll take a film, they'll put three or four T-shirts, you know, a baseball tee or hoodie, and put it all together. Um, so they recently did a Turbo Kids uh, collection, which I think has two different T-shirts. Uh, one of the T-shirts is a hoodie. Plus, they got like a skeleton baseball or Skeletron baseball tee. <laughs> awesome! Awesome! That's like, really cool. Their their merch is so high quality. Mm. Um, like I think with shipping and exchange, my hoodie cost me like eighty bucks, but it'll last me like for years. Fantastic! That's I still really have cool. my first up, so mm. high
0: quality and they're really cool guys. Awesome. And that's what I was actually wanting to ask you before we started recording. Um, Waxwork Records on Black Friday released their subscription for 2017. And so um, it gets you five vinyls. So Creepshow 2, Evil Dead 2, The Babadook, Don't Look Now, and Darkman. Mm -hmm. Um, So you get the five deluxe soundtracks on subscriber-exclusive 180-gram colored vinyl. Um, You get like a t-shirt, a poster – a uh, surprise enamel pin, ten yeah. percent off all waxwork records during 2017, um, and so on. And I was curious: is that something that you are interested? In? Is that something that you do or have done or were thinking about doing?
1: I would love to do that if the dollar was at par, but like okay. our, our dollar is hovering at like seventy four and a half cents right now to the U.S. dollar. Oh, and gotcha. Currently, with uh, your president elect, if he remains in power, yeah. um, our dollar might dip down to like six.
0: Oh my so, god.
1: Yeah, I I would love to, but I think it's an extra like 100 some bucks to ship to Canada for
0: the for the subscription. No, I don't These are probably US prices, but you yeah. uh, you pick a location, US is 205 bucks, Canada's 250, international's 300.
1: There so go. I don't know so if it's
0: 250 it's, Canadian you, or 250 it's American. It's
1: 250 US. Okay. When it's for five records, a t-shirt, a pin? Yeah. Uh, but you know, though like the, the my thing with soundtracks is that i just don't know like i like the carpenter stuff you know turbo kid yeah. you know you recognize right away but like do i need the dark man soundtrack right sure and that's cool yeah it to me it's not a, a movie that i've seen I, I watch on a regular basis mm-hmm. like the soundtracks i own like the robocop soundtrack i fucking love the alien soundtrack is iconic so i've got those on vinyl the warriors i need that mm-hmm. um but like am i gonna listen to the evil did 2 soundtrack on vinyl a lot to me, I myself at this time with the way the dollar is, it's really not worth it. I got other things I could, you know, waste my money on. So I'm sure right. they're really certainly awesome, yeah. but I'm not dying to to get them.
0: Yeah, and that's my thought. It's like there's two I would really want. I feel like I would really like the Evil Dead Two soundtrack just because I know the film franchise and Babadook. I would want that one, but it's like, ah, do I really need like the shirt in the other ones? I don't think so. And for two hundred and five bucks. I mean, it's a good deal, sure, but I don't know if I'm even going to be interested in vinyl in a month. You know what I mean? Like, it's a brand new collection I'm starting, so I don't want to spend drop that much on it, like especially for, when there's only like two that I know I need.
1: For them, the releases are like $30, $35. Bucks. So, yeah. It is, like, it, it is, uh, you do get these items at a discount mm-hmm. if you really want these items. Right. But could I tell you what the Babadook soundtrack sounds like? I know yeah. I like the movie, but the music was. To me, it was forgettable. Uh, if you played a track, I could not tell you what you know what movie this the tracks from. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. um, uh, when I watch a film, I'm not. Uh, to me, to be invested in a soundtrack, it really has to hit me. Like, I guess the most recent film I have that's on vinyl would be the It Follows soundtrack.
0: Oh, that's in my that's in my wish list. I was wondering oh, if that one was good. Very good. I I know I loved it. Um, when I watched the movie, I just wanted to make sure the act, like the vinyl release was solid.
1: Yeah, same thing. You know, like I'm watching the film and I'm I'm really noticing the soundtrack. Like mm-hmm. the soundtrack is almost a character in the movie. You know, right? Um, so to me, I had to get that. I had to get follows.
0: Yeah, it's only um, like twenty bucks on Amazon, so I need to get that one.
1: Totally, because it was hard to find when it first came out. It was oh really like, everywhere. Yeah,
0: is but yours it, like a black and white cover?
1: Mm, uh, I believe so, and my vinyl is like a blue, if I remember correctly. Okay. It's like a blue like based on the color of the pool in in the final sequence. Gotcha. Um, But yeah, I believe it's a black and white cover, and it's cool. Now, do I listen to it all the time? No, but I like to know that I have it. Right. The odd occasion that I feel I'm in a mood for something spooky, I'll pop that
0: on because it is spooky. Yeah, see, my thing is I play sports video games all the time, like- Mm -hmm. When I'm playing video games, ninety percent of the time it's sports video games, and the commentary just gets fucking old. And yeah. so I like listening to music while I'm playing. And so I'm gonna put my record player downstairs and play that while I'm, you know, playing NCAA football fourteen or Madden seventeen, whatever the case is.
1: I w- I wish my so. record player had the automatic arm, so once the album's done, it goes back to the beginning. So oh I yeah. You have to get up every twenty two minutes, you know. Right. <laughs> so are you gonna get "There It Is" by Tag Team on vinyl
0: now? <laughs> I don't know. Do you recommend it?
1: <laughs> totally to recommend it. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. Um. So the other big thing I did this Black Friday, which uh, this section of the podcast is going a little long, so I'll, I'll be quick. But I bought. So I wanted to, um, you know, be able to stream video games, and so we thought, well, let's buy a cheap TV on Black Friday and want to put it in uh, my study, which is my podcast recording room. And so um, Bridget was going to buy it for me for Christmas, so we bought it. it was like a hundred and fifty dollar TV or whatever. Okay. Um, and then later on the day, I'm like, you know what? Like that's just a, really just like a waste of one hundred and fifty bucks. Like there's this four K TV that's normally like six fifty, so it's a lower end four K, which is fine. It's not OLED, um, but it's HDR. It has HDR capabilities, everything like that. Um, and it was an LG, which I now have LG all LG TVs in my house, excluding my projector. Uh so I like LG. Um and so I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna buy this and um, you know, if Bridget thinks that it's a dumb idea, I won't just take it back because she was at work and couldn't reply. Um and so I bought it. I tried to return the other one. Well, because it's the holidays, Best Buy um it only gives you like thirty minutes to return an night to cancel an order. really? Because they want to get the shit shipped out. So okay. I had to wait for the TVs to come. Well there was a big fiasco to actually getting the TVs because there's nobody here during the day because we both work like nine to five jobs. So mm-hmm. the first day it comes, they leave a note on the door, whatever, fine. They never have left a note on the door. They've always just left whatever just in the back. But this time, I guess they're leaving a note. The yeah. next day I come and they're leaving, an um, or no, the next day was Thanksgiving. So I called Best Buy and UPS and try to get it like shipped to a warehouse. Well, apparently Best Buy doesn't allow that. So I tried having it shipped to the store. Okay, we have to send a request to UPS. Well, UPS apparently ignored that request. And so uh, Friday when I'm back at work, I get another thing. Oh, we second attempt at your house. After the third attempt, it's returned to sender. Well, I'm like, fuck, if it returns to sender, then I'm out of my deal. And so I call them again. Best Buy's like, oh, UPS didn't pick up the request. I call UPS. I'm like, why why aren't you picking up the request? I don't know. We didn't see it. Blah, blah, blah. It's the holidays. They don't do that all the time. It's like, okay. So is this shipment on Monday now, because they don't do on the weekends, is the shipment on Monday going to the store or going to my house? And they said, to your house. I was like, okay. On the first thing they left at my door, they said I could sign the back of it and leave that on my door and they'll leave the TVs. The second one says that somebody over 21 has to be present in order to sign. And I'm like, well, so which is it? And she said, well, just sign it, leave a note, tell them where you want it, blah, blah, blah. So that's what I did. So I get home. Uh, my boss let me leave early on Monday because she knew I had TV sitting outside and it's raining. I get home. The one I'm returning, the box is soaking wet. Well, obviously both boxes are soaking wet, yeah. but the one I'm returning, soaking wet, and there's a hole in the box. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, how would you leave these knowing it's raining without putting something over them? And so I throw that in my trunk. It's fine now. It's the box is dried, so I'm returning that one tomorrow during lunch. Okay. My, the other one, the one I was keeping, it was inside a second box. Like it was a box with, with the, the TV. That the box, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the inner box. Was fine. It wasn't wet. So I was like, Oh, perfect. This is good. Get it hooked up. I'm like, Okay, this is awesome. I got to set up my room and everything, got the old TV out. Watching TV last night, realized there's a dead fucking pixel on the screen. I'm like, you have got to be fucking kidding me, man. So I pull up this thing, like that's supposed to like get rid of stuck pixels, let it run for 15, 20 minutes. It didn't work. I'm like pushing on the screen. I'm following, you know, I Googled how to get rid of stuck pixels and trying all the different tips. None of it's working. So I'm like, fucking hell. So now I drive a Camaro. And I have to fit this 50-inch TV in my car somehow to take it to Best Buy. Well, I checked. It's not going to work. So (laughs) tomorrow night, it's going in my wife's car, and we have to take it back. So now they're going to have to order us a new one because they don't have it in stock at any of the local stores. So I'm going to take this back tomorrow, wait for my new one to come in, get that home, and then get it set up and hope to God there's not a dead pixel. What a pain in my fucking ass, man.
1: No kidding. Now, I have a question for you. Yeah. Regarding um, your vehicle, does yeah. your license plate say, does your license
0: plate, does it say <laughs> so cool on it? Uh, it doesn't need to. No? Okay. No, it's just. Uh, just knowing that you have a Camaro awesome.
1: and you don't uh, have that's... a license plate reflecting adventures in babysitting, I, 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 don't, <laughs> I, don't, know, I don't know what you're waiting for
0: here. You know, I've never seen that. That's why I didn't get that reference. Get the no. fuck
1: out of here, <laughs> Are
0: you serious?
1: <laughs>
2: Hey, see, his license plate reads O V R C M P S N.
1: Oh my god, tonight's just revelation after revelation. No I know the segment is going long because I want to start ranting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not the remake, because I know Disney Channel uh, remake adventures in babysitting recently, but the original with Elizabeth Chu is a motherfucking 80s classic. Yes. Oh my god, man. Bradley Whitford. He plays a total 80s jackass. He ditches Elizabeth's shoe. This is not a spoiler. At the beginning of the yeah. movie, he drives up to her house in a red Camaro. License plate says, so cool. S O Spacey O.L. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Yes. We got to do like a, a another challenge. We can't. No, we already got one challenge going on, but goddamn. Such a good movie. Uh, Elizabeth, shoe is such a Babe. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just freaking done with this podcast. You guys haven't seen anything. Uh I watch too many movies.
0: (laughs) I also bought, uh, WWE Shop had some sales going on. So I bought um, the Blu-ray of like the US Championship, whatever, like the compilation of the US Championship. uh, Straight out of Dudleyville on Blu-ray and the History of the Hardcore Championship on DVD spent like 20 bucks for all of them shipped it was pretty oh, fucking shit. great
1: see, I, I stayed away yeah. from the because i'm like oh man i just bought two wrestling t-shirts this weekend i got four fried rag t-shirts coming this weekend i must have like 90 t-shirts my closet oh, man. is 70 percent hung t-shirts i can, I can <laughs> wear one t-shirt now i won't see it again the next one till my birthday <laughs> so that's it's awesome like, i have too much stuff so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't All test to right.
0: I just didn't want to. Okay. Anyways. You, um, anyth- anything else to talk about for this week?
1: Uh, you know what? Quick quick, quick thing. Quick thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I didn't talk about any movies I really saw apart from Dan Cloverfield. The only one that I saw in the last two weeks since our last podcast that I fucking loved.
0: hmm
1: Airport from 1970.
0: Oh. Oh, okay, you finally dove into your collection.
1: I did. I bought the blue collection, which had the four airport movies. Um, this one's from 1970, it's rated G. Doesn't matter, it's awesome. Um <laughs> I watched that work with my coworkers and we fucking loved it. It's like two hours and almost 20 minutes long. So I'm like, how, oh wow, how, yeah, I thought me this would be maybe like 70 minutes, 80 minutes, you know, whatever. Right. It's over two hours long. Um, the first hour, it's just fucking backstory and getting to know the characters. So, when they get into peril, you kind of care about it. Um, I loved it. Uh, Burt awesome. Lancaster is in it. Dean yeah. Martin's in it. I didn't know, like, honestly, oh I just God. bought it just because. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a Dean Martin
0: movie ever like yeah i know i I was thinking i was like damn
1: have i he was a fucking badass Well, badass no he's fucking cool in this movie but he's he's a dirty Mm. dog but he's so cool because he's dean martin right george kennedy is in it and i think he's in all the other movies too because his character was so fucking awesome too um man yeah uh it was great um not exactly what i expected and when shit happened i was shocked because it's a 1970s film um to- totally worth it. I think the Blu-ray collection is very cheap on Amazon. Um, it's worth a check. Uh, my next night shifts, I think we're watching uh, Airport 73. And I believe okay. that one has either um, Jimmy Stewart or it's got, uh, who else? at 77, 70. Shit, I can't find it right now. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm very excited to watch Airport 73 because it was so fucking cool. 70 disaster movies are so underrated. I want to start watching Earthquake <laughs> and turn Inferno because I've never seen them, <laughs> but they're cool. They're like my dad, San Andreas. You know what I mean,
0: right? So yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah that's another one of note that I've I watched, which
0: I fucking loved. Airport oh, seventy, awesome. totally worth it. That's great. I'm glad you liked it. I- All right, so with that extended section out of the way, see if we we spend two weeks apart. And it's it's like we're a bunch of women. We haven't seen each other for three months, and so we spend over an hour talking about bullshit. It's
1: better than bingo.
0: That's right. <laughs> oh, all right. So let's move on to our review for this week. So we will be reviewing Inside from 2007. And as always, there will be spoilers for this film from the beginning to the end. So if you have not seen Inside, make sure you pause the podcast. Go watch that film. Come back and hit play and then enjoy the review. So – Inside from 2007, written and directed by Alexander Bustillo and Julian Maury. And I apologize. I'm sure I butchered those names. Uh, it has an IMDb score of 6.9 out of the 200, excuse me 29,756 votes. Uh, could not find a Metacritic score for the film. It has a tomato meter of 83% and an audience score of 75%. It had a $3 million budget and a worldwide gross of 792184 $792,184. And a U.S. gross of $530,000. So, Ash, what is your history with Inside? Is this the first time you're watching it?
2: Yeah, actually, you mentioning it was the first time I'd even heard of it. So, Oh, okay. Yeah, so, obviously, that budget didn't include um, marketing.
0: <laughs> exactly right. It actually just released, um, uh, where is it set? In France. Is it in France? Yes. yes. For some reason, what I read, I don't think it said France. Maybe it did. But it was just released there, like this past year or something. I was reading. Really? Pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm going to look again real quick while we're talking. But, um, uh, Mark, what is your history with Inside?
1: I first heard about Inside through uh, Roomwork Magazine. I was a pretty avid reader of that at the time. And I was also on their message board um, uh, during that era of the internet. Um, so. <laughs> I shamefully, uh, downloaded the film illegally. Oh, okay. And then me and the girls at the time, uh, loved it so much that, uh, I got a DVD copy for Christmas. That was probably Christmas 2008. And, uh, so I've watched the one time, um, <laughs> illegally. And then just, uh, for this podcast, I actually took off the shrink wrap
0: <laughs> on this film. <laughs> so it'd been
1: almost, uh, it'd been about eight years since I've seen this film.
0: Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah, and it was released in Spain for the first time theatrically this year. I would
1: love to see this with an audience.
0: I know. Absolutely. Yeah, my history with the film, this is the first time I've seen it. Um, I heard about it just because I was looking for, you know, good home invasion films that I hadn't seen for, the, uh, for this arc. So, um, I've heard a lot of good things about it and I uh, was really excited to finally sit down and watch it. So, the opening shots here. You get this, this, uh, like computer generated baby, which, um, I, I mean, it's not, the the baby didn't look good, but I thought the, the opening works really well. Um, I mean, it's pretty brutal to see like an unborn child in his mother's womb, the, you know, get affected by the impact of an accident. Um, it's a, I thought it was a really good setup in, uh, not what I expected when that baby animation started at the beginning there.
1: Yeah, to me, the animation of the baby is the only weak point of the film, just because it looks dated. Um, and yeah, you don't expect the baby to, you know, to to get like, con- to look concussed, <laughs> right. you know? You know? Um, so when it does, you know, uh, when the impact does happen, you're totally taken you know you're totally off guard for that and it kind of sets the tone of the film
0: right absolutely the um the next scene so obviously we find out that she's pregnant her clearly her husband has passed away and this in this you know very bloody car accident and uh but the baby's okay and so um the the setup for the film is very short i mean you know right away that because if you know if you know what the movie's about you know right away that we are seeing kind of her last night um as as the doctor puts it of peace and quiet because the doctor tells her enjoy your last night of peace and quiet um uh, which obviously has a double meaning there and uh <laughs> works really well um and so then we get to we see this nurse who is creepy as hell immediately when she sits down and then she starts smoking in front of the next the pregnant woman it's like what is going on
1: yeah, I've never been to France, but I don't see anybody would accept <laughs> smoking in a hospital to begin with right. or a doctor's office. I think it was in a hospital. Um,
0: yeah, so it looked like.
1: And what I do like, because, you know, we are almost hitting December. But by the time this comes out, it will be December. Yeah. This is a Christmas movie. It's set right. on Christmas Eve. Yeah.
0: So it's like, huh. You it know, works out. Yeah, it's a holiday film. So this yeah. is great. Isn't The Strangers? No, I was thinking it was New Year's Eve. Is it?
1: No, honestly, I haven't seen it since I okay. saw it def- We'll talk it's about some it next week. I had a
0: family get
2: together, but I don't remember what.
0: Yeah, I don't either. Okay. Anyway, I don't want to jump ahead, but I'm gonna say um it's Maybe <laughs> <it's Wednesday. laughs> um the so one thing I absolutely loved about the film, and this is the first time that it kind of popped up is when she's at her house in a room and uh like the the her husband appears. Um it was really haunting, but the thing that really got me most was the score, the violin playing. Speaking of vinyl, man, I would enjoy owning this one on – In my, I would enjoy having this in my record collection. I thought the score for this was br- like beautiful, haunting when it needed to be, and very uh, tense and brutal and harsh when it needed to be. I thought they did such a great job with the sound score here.
1: Yeah, the the, the score really s- tends to kind of dictate what the character's pulse would probably be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, at times of relaxation, the violin at times of uh, terror and distress, you know, it's that shrilly, um, you know, uh, d- jarring score, you know, right. which kind of, you know, makes the viewer kind of sit up in their couch a bit,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, between the, 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 auditory attack and then the visual that comes at the same time, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite a, it's quite a sensation.
0: It has that scene that I love in home invasion movies that was kind of missing from the last film we watched them. Um, the the point where the person, the bad guy, if you will, knocks on the door. Um, and this one I thought was really, really well done because this random person knocking at your door in the middle of the night, the night before you are supposed to go give birth to your child. And, uh, you know, her car is broken down and she needs to use a phone. And then the fact that, you know, she's like, my husband's asleep. And then all of a sudden it keeps going. And she says, your husband's not asleep, Sarah, out of nowhere. I thought it was so effective and just creepy as hell. I loved that. Mm-hmm. And I love those scenes. I thought they did this one really, really well.
1: And you're asking yourself, you know, who is this person? Because you haven't been really introduced to many characters in the film. Right. So since Sarah was being a bit of a, a, bit of a twat. To the nurse yeah. in the in the hospital. My first thought watching this at first time was it's the nurse. Like mm-hmm. that was what
2: I thought too. I was like the I, wearing a wig.
0: Yeah, that's what I was wondering too because I, there's some facial uh, like structure kind of looks similar. They, they, and I they, thought maybe it was the nurse.
1: Yeah, that that was my first thought. Uh, my first thought mm-hmm. is that you know you you treated this uh, this person was trying to be nice here at the hospital. Apart from right. smoking in front of a pregnant woman, uh, you know <laughs> trying to be nice and you just blew her off and you're really like, she was really mean to her, you know? Um, so that's my first, that was my first thought.
0: And when they show her face, it has no real effect on us because we don't know who she is. Yeah. Uh, Obviously we can, we think it might be one person, but obviously it turns out to not be that person. so I thought that was just interesting how they were willing to show her face in the light of the, the, um, Cigarette. cigarette lighter, but yeah, in the cigarette. Right. um, but I, I just – I love the moments bef- between her knocking on the door and when she actually gets in the house. So atmos- – like the atmosphere was perfect. Just genuine, genuine creepy feeling throughout that entire time. Um, and then when she punches the door wall and the window starts cracking, I was just waiting for it to crack more and for her to get in that way. Um, but I think they did a better job with it than I would have. Um <laughs> but uh like the taking picture of with the camera um and then developing them uh and and seeing that the same woman is in another picture from earlier that day ah that just does me in man that's creepy
1: and then just a the picture of uh, of uh, beatrice Dahl, who is the actress uh, she she yeah. uh, she plays la femme she she never gets a name so she plays right. the woman um just having her shrouded in in, in the shadows mm-hmm. and just her face appearing in the developed picture that she took. I thought the cops kinda dismissed the picture quite quickly. Like, oh yeah, can I can't use this. I'm like, how can you not use this? There's a fucking right. face. You know? Exactly. Um bad police work. Um, but uh I just thought like just the picture itself, that would look so cool on the poster. Oh hell yeah, yeah it would just like just take the picture and like make a twenty-four by thirty-eight pic, uh you know right. print. How cool would that be? I would totally buy one.
0: <laughs> oh man. Did you guys catch um catch the address of the building that she <laughs> lived in? That's I love that. The address was six six six. Oh, what I loved about it is that the camera doesn't point it out. The director never points it out to you. It's just kind of there in the background, and you either see it or you don't. And I've talked about it before, I'm sure how that's those are some of my favorite things in film, especially in horror films. Mm-hmm. Uh, either some people get it, see it, some people don't, and it is what it is. but and I love that.
1: It's nice to find these little things in this film since <laughs> so much of this is in your face, yeah, that you know you're not really looking for anything like you know any clues or any Easter eggs. So right. I think that's one of them because like this movie is in your face.
0: Absolutely. But I think what's so great about it is at the kind of this, these moments, the beginning moments here are so uh, just different. They're so opposite of what we get later on. And, um, and the,
1: you get to see the whole house and everything is pretty much decked yep. in white.
0: Right. You know, like which works well for blood splatter. Uh, well, because blood is the main
1: you know color of the film. Really? Everything else is exactly. Kinda, He's kind of like you know uh, hewed out, but <laughs> the blood work in this movie is fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. No doubt. When she finally gets in the house, so she uh, Sarah falls asleep on the couch, and the other woman gets into the house, and what? she's just kind of there in the shadows behind her. Yeah, ah, she, so good. She ever her nightmare before or after that? This is before her. Uh, this, her nightmare was before that. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, because you don't she
0: grew really, like, up on the ground and then
1: sat in it. I was like, ugh. Yeah, because you, you don't really like she, – she's sitting in her, I think, her in a rocking chair or something. And then you see yeah. something in the background kind of just slowly glide across the screen. The screen. Yeah. You know, and then fade into the doorway. So you just see the face until it turns to black. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh It's so, good. so chilling. I know.
0: You know. It's so well just executed. Well lit. Well placed. It's like just smart horror filmmaking. Total horror boner. Right, no. exactly. Oh,
1: this is so good.
0: I know. It's pretty much what I had the entire fucking time. Yeah. Um, this is the second movie and I don't know how long during our run in the podcast at least, um these past couple few months here where the creepy woman walks into the room and opens up a child's piece of new clothing and smells it like it's the only thing she's ever smelled in her life. That happened in – remember the movie Holidays? You both hated it. It was that short film collection.
1: Uh, I, I remember yeah. the film. Uh, I don't remember the sequence. Of which which uh, segment was that in?
0: It was the one where she's giving birth to the snake.
1: Oh, the, the really, really feminist-ishy uh, one.
0: Yeah, she's, she walks into the store and grabs the clothes and just smells yes. it like violently. V- very reminiscent of this. Very reminiscent. I'm like, what a weird fucking thing. That has happened twice during our run of reviews on the podcast. I just thought that was weird. I'm just baby clothes, good. I know. I, I had no idea. But um, so the, the next thing I wrote down as I was because I obviously I take my notes as I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I wrote down that I, I love that her master plan, quote unquote, is to use giant scissors to cut the baby out. And I wrote down that that seemed a little odd to me, but. Later on, I realized, and this is the best, like, w- the creepiest part to me, is this woman doesn't have a plan, she has a goal, and she's going to achieve it by any means necessary. Yeah. And that's what makes her so fucking creepy, I think, and so effective.
1: She just wants the child. She doesn't- you Exactly. Know, like she doesn't think it, well, she's a, a bit against Sarah, because, well, you know-
0: Yeah, because of the accident, wrong, right.
1: Because of the accident, but like she just her her goal mm-hmm. is the child. But now I have a question for you. Yeah. So La Femme, the woman, she goes and mm-hmm. she sniffs the, the the child's clothing, right? Right. Well, she goes into the nursery. In In your opinion, was the nursery even set up? No, I think it was like things were in like right? boxes like she, or she, like she's gonna have the kid, packages. She's gonna have the kid on Christmas <laughs> yeah. Day. Nursery isn't set up, which which right. to me means that Sarah. I don't think she wants the child. I think ah, if the yeah. woman might have, would have waited. might have been planning.
2: Well, it, and that's the thing. Without her husband there, she might yeah. have been planning on, you know, waiting until she actually had it to decide whether or not to adopt it out. Yeah.
1: So, something tells me that she was probably going to give up the child. She's so bitter and whatnot. Um, you know? She really she's is. has got the family yeah. support. Like her mom wants, like she was all in for it, you know? And she wants no part right. of her mom. Something tells me that she was willing to give birth and then give it up for adoption. So if the woman would have waited a day, she probably could have adopted the child without any bloodshed. Mm-hmm. That's that's my interpretation of it. Just because everything was still like, you know, everything was saran wrapped and all packaged up. I'm like, You're,
0: right? What? It was so weird, to Yeah. Me. yeah. So
1: to me, I don't think she wanted the kid. I think she was gonna, you know,
0: you know, she was gonna deliver it, but I don't think she had any intentions of keeping it. The doctor does ask at the beginning, you know, what it's like one of the first lines is, What do you have a name for her yet? And she just he just Sarah just completely ignores him. Yeah. And he says, Well, all right, we guess we can induce labor tomorrow or whatever the next line yeah. is. Yeah.
1: So, you know, it's like if if the woman would have waited, you know, 24 hours, it could have been hers and she still have she wouldn't look like Harvey Dent. That's a toothpaste right. <laughs> reference. Yeah. I know. Okay, no. good.
0: <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like. Uh, this lady isn't the. Uh, she's at the point where she's not a person that's going to go to a fucking adoption agency and adopt a child. Oh, oh, like no. that doesn't seem like an option. Oh, oh, no, for no. She, 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 the she's female. off her
1: rocker. But I think if she would have yeah. no, had that knowledge, she wouldn't mm-hmm. have gone through what she went through. You know, um, yeah. because like she she looks normal up until she doesn't act normal. You know, um, so I
0: because I, I still think some of her goal is revenge. Uh, see, I don't think so. I, I think this is because why I, of all the people in the world that she could have gone after their baby, yeah. why her? Because I she's th- the one who killed her child in the accident.
2: I, I, I think it's more a revenge thing because she could have adopted a, a baby in France because mm-hmm. there are you know orphans everywhere. You know,
1: I see this more as a love story, and that the essence of her baby got transferred into Sarah's baby in the, in her demented, twisted way. That's what she needed in that child and would do anything for that child to be its mother. Um, I might be the a minority in this, but yeah, I, I think it's almost, a, especially when you look at the ending and the way that she acts when she gets, you know, her prize. Um, she right. just wants to be a mom and she wants hers. Uh, Sarah's because I think it's a bit of a in her mind you know the essence of her child was transferred over into that child or some stupid osmosis thing again you're you're, you're nuts so there's really no logic but I think she's just focused on the yeah. child and not on the woman itself that's holding the child
0: hmm. I mean yeah it's, it's definitely a way to interpret it yeah it's an interesting way to think about it I can definitely see where you're coming from and I think after kind of these moments um, this is kind of when shit starts hitting the fan. So it amazed me how many people were actually in the house at one point. Um, actually on two different points, there's a number of people in the house, yet this home invasion is still happening. This attack is still happening and it just doesn't seem like anything can stop it.
1: Well, t- to me, what I found a little incredible was that, you know, mm-hmm. so, so before we even get to people in the house, so she's sleeping in bed, right? And uh, the woman attacks Sarah with those scissors. So, y- you know what kind of movie you're going to get into? Like, y- y- you're uneasy yeah. at that point. And then when she dips the scissors into the belly button and does that initial cut, it's like, what right. the fuck am I watching? <laughs> this is not your mom and dad's horror movie, right? And then right. the slash of the face, which marks her. Mm-hmm. And then she she, she right. gets that, like, really dark blood, like that really crusty blood on her face for the whole film. Like, again, the makeup in this film is amazing. But, yeah, yeah, so that initial cut, and then she goes, so she escapes into the bathroom, and then her boss comes in, and her boss has never met Sarah's mom, so the woman pretends she's Sarah's mom, and offers him a drink. You know? It's like, (laughs) what? So, so I don't know if Sarah can hear the boss... During this period in time, I would assume she probably could, but she also kind of hysterical.
0: Like, what the fuck is going on here, right? I don't. I got the impression that she couldn't, which is why she didn't do anything, didn't yell, didn't say anything. But
1: let's say that you know, you know, you're a kid, right? And you're you're off to bed. Can't you hear your parents talk in the house? Like to me, it'd be kind of the same thing. Like there's still even hushed tones. You could still sense people in the house. So to her to scream, not even to scream out or say anything during that time, I think she's just trying to deal with what's actually happening to her right now. But you would still think you'd probably yell or something, right? That's what I would I would argue,
0: yeah. Yeah, like if I was a pregnant girl, I'd yell like crazy. I mean, I'm a guy and I yell like crazy, you know. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> um, and that's an- another aspect of this that I love. So she goes into the bathroom and locks the door, and that's a safe spot. And so her uh, thing is basically to use that as her sanctuary until she can no longer use it until it gets destroyed which eventually it does obviously yeah. and i thought i th- feel like that's really realistic and i think even though there's so much going on and until you get to the end of the movie starting with like kind of like the flame to the face and afterwards yeah i feel like this kind of sets itself up as an incredibly realistic home invasion flick in terms of the things that are going on, the way that they're happening, I feel like they could actually happen in that order, in that way, you know? Um, and that's what I really liked about her staying in the bathroom. Obviously, she tried to get out some points, but um she wasn't able to. But th- I, that's what I liked about it, whereas in them, they didn't know what the fuck they were. They were just running around the whole fucking house flailing. Yeah. That's what I picture, flailing their arms, you know? Uh, where she was kind of more, this is my safe spot. This is where I need to stay until I can't or until help comes you know I, and I
1: like that I wish I was, I'd never be in a position like that but her thought process kind of made sense
0: yes you know, exactly
1: um i I think I would have screamed more like again you know when having people in the house I would have right. said something or you know at least I would assume I would you know whatever um but I just found like you know instead of like going in the basement or going to the to the top floor of the house or in the attic you know like just she had to collect herself in the bathroom and I yeah a lot of people would have. With the layout of the
0: house. Yeah, exactly. But see, now here's why, I, I, another point to the argument that I would make that she didn't know he was in the house because mm-hmm. she hears someone walking up the stairs. And so that's when she readies herself. She doesn't, in her head, there's only one person in the house. That's what leads me to believe that this. As soon as she gets someone there that tries to open the door, she stabs her. Obviously, it turns out to be her mother. If she had any inkling that there was another person in the house, I don't feel like she would have done that. I feel like she maybe would have looked to see who she was killing before she killed. That's
1: a very good point. And it really nullifies my argument. So, yeah, I totally <laughs> agree with you. You're absolutely right. You know? Uh, um, again, I think shock plays a factor. But I think... Oh, um, absolutely. She no clue it was her mom. <laughs> Obviously,
0: mm-hmm. right? Because even later on, the right. she's going for a mom. Um. Yeah. So, which is like the first time she actually calls her mom. She was using her first name in the beginning yes, of the movie. Exactly. Um. Uh,
1: because she realizes what she she's lost. I guess. Um. Exactly. But no. You, you know what? You're right. I, I take my uh my uh, talk point back. I don't think she <laughs> hurt anybody.
0: <laughs> I <always laughs> I disarm
1: <this> quickly. <laughs>
0: um. The other thing that's interesting though is that I feel like the boss and the the woman. Had a, a decently long conversation because his drink was gone by the or like he was finishing his drink by the time the mom actual mom got there. So like, what did they talk about? Like, what a weird situation. Or am I wrong? Am I did I no because read that well, wrong?
1: No, because we get to a point where he you know she invites him for a drink, and the next scene he's finishing his first drink, and she offers mm-hmm. him a second one. You know, no. so obviously she's able to small talk and bullshit. And obviously she knows enough to bullshit because, uh, she's been obviously stalking Sarah for a long period of time. Right. Um, you know, the first like f- white flag would be, you know, when the guy put his, uh, his hand on her, on her leg and she quickly pushed away. Um, yeah. You know, and you can on this face. Like, it's like, okay, that's weird. You know, offer me a drink, mm-hmm. You know, you're not gonna, <laughs> you know, allow me, well, not allow me to touch you, but you know, you're not gonna, you know, uh, it, it just it's a oh I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I, 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 I lost my train of thought my mind's yeah. empty uh, but you know what I mean though it's like you know, yeah like they're, they're kind of sharing the common goal of yeah my daughter my coworker is having a child yeah and it's kind of like a, an, a an, an, it's an intimate moment in a way because the way he's he's touching her leg but it was just like a a quick like just like a almost like a pat on the leg. And then she withdraws her to waste. Like, well, what are you? Why are you mm-hmm. withdraw? It's just a like leg. Um, so he realizes obviously something is amiss here, just because of the way she's reacting. But she's still playing him with the alcohol.
0: Yeah, and she. And then he immediately sees the picture
1: on top. Yeah, that's under the under the cushion in the couch. I you discovered Right, while she's serving him yeah. the drink.
0: Uh, when the mom was stabbed. That was such a great scene. Like, the blood squirting out the other side was so fucking cool. The arterial, uh,
1: arterial spray reminded yeah. me of, like, Ichi the Killer and, you know, other Takashi Mike films and just, like, anime, gore mm-hmm. anime films in general. I thought that was right. awesome because you just, oh, it just yeah. jetted on the other side. And I just have been with a lot. <laughs> it was very cool.
2: That was one of the things I did love about this is the practical effects look... Oh,
0: God, yeah. For the most part, look
2: fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. The only uh, time I thought like a uh, effect didn't look great was the... Beside the baby, was yeah. the flame to the face. You could tell that was you know more CG and it didn't look yeah. as good.
1: But, you know, I think at that point, I didn't really realize it was actually two different shots compiled to one um, until I watched a special feature... I don't know if you guys watched the – it was almost like a good 45 minutes like behind the scenes of the film, all in French with subtitles, but it was fucking good. You saw all the the special effects, how they did it, and how the director got the actresses, because apparently the two directors um, wrote the the part of the woman for Beatrice Dal and weren't sure what they were going to do if she would have said no. (laughs) But what's also weird with her, because she's kind of like the punk rock um, actress of France. Oh, she never read the script. She just met with the guys and liked them, so she just said yes. Oh wow! So, so when it th- came time to like rehearsal and stuff like that, she had no idea how gory this film was going to be, which I wow. think is badass. <laughs> I know, man. Probably the the best,
2: the most shocking to me was the cop getting shot in the head. Oh god, yeah. When was like talking, to absolutely her, gone. I
1: was just like, "I know what the hell! Holy shit! Oh man!" And you know, you know what's funny with this film compared mm-hmm. to other films, where well, you know some other films, like let's say you watch a Friday film, you want Jason to kill everybody. In this film, I wanted Sarah to survive. Like, I wanted her to like the cops yeah. came. There's two in the house. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's going to be okay, right? And then when she's not okay. It's another level of shock on top of all the shocks they've already had. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that was the thing is I genuinely felt bad for her I, and all the shit she's been through, and she's just trying to trying to make it through this and 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 go on. And I was surprised because I was I was half expecting to hate uh hate her or anybody in there, and I, I just felt bad for her because it just wow,
1: oh, totally. And it's like, you know how frantic she is when she's in the bathroom and she smashes the uh, the mirror mm-hmm. and then uses a shard yeah. as a dagger, yep, and but at the cuts same her time, she's, she's cutting her hands at the same time. Yeah, I'm like, fuck, yeah, she's tough.
0: Like, mm-hmm. this
1: girl went through a lot in this movie. Right. I don't know if I, I'd be that tough.
0: And what I don't understand is at the end, she has the gun next to her and she drops it next to her as opposed to- shooting her and being done with it. I didn't mm-hmm. understand that choice. She,
1: she felt bad for her. She realizes that uh, La Femme, the woman, was the other driver who she thought had passed away and did not know she still existed.
0: Yeah. So I think no, but this was before return. she found that out. Because when yeah. she goes, the cop leaves yeah. and tells her to go in the room. And so she goes into the room and um, that's when she has the gun because the cop gave it to her. She sets it on the bed next to her and then she kind of just sits there. She doesn't fall asleep, I don't think, because her eyes are open. And then the lady, she hears uh, the two gunshots in the basement because the two guys are trying to get the lights back on. Yeah. And uh, we hear the two gunshots in the basement. And even at that point, she doesn't pick the gun up. And she actually hears the other guy yelling, hey, lady, she's still in here. Yeah. And uh, she doesn't pick the gun up. She just sits there. And then the lady comes in there and they start – am I wrong? Or did they start like kissing?
1: No, there's no kissing.
0: She, The lady like did yeah. something with her face
2: the the woman does lean in kind of sensually and yeah, i think okay. because i because that's the only explanation i have for how she was able to bite her lip was because right. she was kissing
1: oh her. yeah i forgot about the whole bit lip thing yeah. you see i, I think at, at that moment they realize they're both survivors of a horrible and you know sarah not knowing that this woman still existed she's kind of like reaching out to her like i'm sorry like a hug and then no.
0: But, it's her lip, <laughs> but right? No, because this is still before she knows that it's her Son of a bitch. Really?
1: I think. Oh. I yeah. think she was. I think
2: she was just trying to gather her strength. Uh, at that point, she was just exhausted from everything that's happened, and just trying to deal with it and figure out a. You know, I think she maybe actually fell asleep, legit, like passed out, and then, yeah, she
0: may have because well, they don't really then, show though, her eyes at right. that point.
2: Yeah, cause, uh, and then when the woman was up on her, that's when she woke back up and bit her.
0: Yeah.
1: Or maybe she was going for her boob to get some energy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know? That's She's probably like, right. Uh, uh, no, my boobie. I hadn't considered that option. Mm.
2: The, the only thing that bugged me about this point is when the cops get her and then she
0: kills the power.
2: Why in the fuck didn't the cop and the dude get her the hell out of Thank the you. damn house.
0: Yeah, made absolutely no fucking sense to me. I agree with it's you 100%. Like, I'm sorry,
2: that's like the first fucking thing the police do is get right. the fuck out of the scene. It's like that was what the first two dudes were going to do. Right. And it's just like, why is he suddenly just going to go look and turn the power
1: on? I'm I like, know, I
0: thought that was so dumb.
1: Yeah. One thing I it made it made no sense to me is that you, you hear one cop die... Off screen, or at least mm-hmm. shots, right? Yeah, but then he comes back at the end. His eyes are all yeah.
0: red. That <laughs> I-, I didn't. So really initially, initially, I was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Because she burned her, and I felt like she should have been dead. And then she found out that after she burned her, that uh, she was the other woman in the car. And she says, "They told me there were no survivors." Yeah and then the zombie cop thing or the cop thing happened and i was thinking wow he looks like a fucking zombie like yes did this film just fucking turn 180 degrees like what the hell just happened like is she not real is this a zombie cop like no. i was like trying to connect like the riots that were happening in the city with being zombies and everything and then i was like this is stupid and then i was like wait no i think what happened uh, do you want to say what your thoughts were first well, what
1: from what i can get from watching it twice in a, this weekend yeah is that he got shot in the head and yes. his eyes were just bloody and he wasn't exactly dead. Kind of like when the kid yeah. got stabbed in the, in the brain, you know, he yeah. still has some spasms of life, some impulses. Mm-hmm. So I think this guy, you know, he, he got shot. Obviously his brain is, he's brain damaged and he's just on a kind of like natural, like fight or flight type of, you know, mode. Yep. You know, th- that's what I got. But just the way the eyes looked, it looked kind of CG, like yeah. zombie-ish. And his face right. looked kind of, like, distorted. I thought they look; it-, it looked like the- she gouged his eyes out.
0: Yes, I thought I, he I could. I could see that, too, yeah.
1: But I think his his eyes were just blood-filled. Um, yeah. Which is worse. But, uh, yeah. That's I worse somehow. Oh, uh. oh, it looks- <laughs> totally. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're legit seeing red, you know? He, he's, mm-hmm. he's brain damaged. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's just seeing like, it's like primitive impulse, you know, like almost capable You, cave you know what it is? You know what it is?
2: This is a sequel to 28 Weeks Later <laughs> and the Rage Virus has
0: hit France. Yeah, that'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> but no, I justified it in the exact same way. I, that's exactly right. He, the cop's just acting on instinct. Yeah. Um, because he was so fucked up with the injury, he didn't know what he was doing or who he was attacking. So he just went nuts. That makes more sense to me, and <laughs> makes the film a lot better than if he was actually a zombie, because mm-hmm. I think that would be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it it would be. But. I, you know, I'd be I'd be disappointed if that was the case, to be honest with you. Because no, absolutely, the film, yeah. As as far fetched as it is, it is still based in realism, where there are no, yeah. want, like you know, we are the it, monsters,
0: you know. Um, it like I said, it feels like it could really happen yeah. in this way.
2: And okay, the the only problem I have one of the other problems I have with this and my wife pointed it out to me and she was only half watching the movie C-sections don't work that way (laughs) Uh, because even when they cut into you that way they have to remove a good portion of your organs and basically set them aside in a tray to get to the baby
0: well the organs were like down the stairs
2: well the blood was all down the stairs and we see a bit of intestine but that's it yeah it, it, yeah, I don't it, know. I, I guess
0: know. That, it it doesn't that, bother me at all because I know nothing about it anyway, and so yeah, it worked I, for me I, uh, I all know. the it, way.
2: It, it only bothered me because it was just like I don't know. It, it, it maybe it's more because I really wanted her to live, and after <laughs> all, that, it, yeah. yeah, right. And it, just, it was just kind of like she gave up. I don't know that it that whole sequence just bothered me. But
0: I think it was just it, so it, shocking that and the river of blood down the stairs I absolutely oh. fucking love that yeah and that's exactly how i described it too you, like, like a river
2: imagery. i did like the imagery of the blood yeah. on the stairs like that but it was just like uh, that sequence it didn't make sense to me it, it just the way things played out it's
1: kind of like uh you, you know what the most squeamish thing the film is that we haven't mentioned that i honestly like i gotta stop eating my snacks type of thing is the title sequence when they're you know the credits are rolling yeah and it's like this like this meat and then you see like baby arms
0: was that i I I I thought i saw like a hand
1: or something going through? yeah yeah exactly i'm like to me that is so unsettling and it's not really part of the film it's just a title sequence you know and it's just like between the ground it looked like ground beef and then you know liquidy blood and then like baby hands and fingers and like oh that really like you know, you catch your breath. So it's like, huh, you know? Um, like, with all the gore that we've got, I think that's what kind of like
0: grossed me out the most. When she, um the cat broke the fucking cat's like oh, body with her bare cat. hands, that was so And not just,
1: well, I was watching some of the she's like, oh, she's going to kill the cat. Huh? And I'm like, I remember that she did, but I didn't remember how. So I thought maybe it'd be just like a neck snap. Right. But you no. Know, she crushes crushed. the skull with both hands. Yeah. Whew, man, that's powerful stuff. Yeah, it
0: was. God, that you know? was fucked.
1: Oof, totally.
0: <laughs> I love um, Sarah at one point because she's like, you know, I, the woman says she wanted a baby or whatever. And uh, Sarah goes, what kind of man would fuck a maniac like you? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. oh, man. This guy. Probably oh, not the this best, best way to help yourself out of the situation, but it was so great.
2: Yeah, I I loved Sarah just because she was you know she was willing to just yeah. she just gave no fucks. It's right. Just, you exactly. know, it's just like you hear that one woman smoking next to her and talking yeah. to her.
0: She just looks at her twat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow. No. Uh, yeah. There's um I, some of the the shots in this were really really well done. Um, I absolutely love that shot of the hallway. Um, it has the mom dead on the floor. It's right after the other, uh, the woman walks down the stairs and moves the cabinet in front of the bathroom door to keep Sarah locked in. And this, the fact that the camera just stays on that brutality for an extended amount of time, I thought was just brilliant. And then after maybe 10 seconds, the handle starts shaking because she's trying to realize that she's like stuck in there. I just thought, man, that's such a great shot with all the blood everywhere. So brutal. Love it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't catch that the house was mostly white until you mentioned it, but I remember <laughs> I remember I was watching it, I was like, Jesus Christ, that's a lot of blood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the the shot of the stick in the officer's eye was so oh, fucking gross. Yeah. God, I love that. I just, I just think the practical effects
1: yeah. live up
0: to, like, you know, the movie's eight
1: years old, mm-hmm. um, and they still stand out, again- the the stuff that doesn't stand out is the CGI of of the era. Yeah, but like all the practical effects hold up to a T.
0: Speaking of that, and kind of the sound design that went along with it, the thud of the scissors going into the the guy's head that was attached to the cop. Yeah. Oh god, what a what a specific sound choice that I thought worked so fucking well. Because it was going into his skull, not into like a soft part, you know, and it's just yeah. the thud. It
1: takes, uh, like Melissa was saying this, like it takes a lot of strength. Yeah. Because that's like you, you headbutt people with that part of the skull because it's the strongest part of it.
0: Exactly. Head. If you
1: don't punch to break a hand, you will headbutt. Mm-hmm. And she will slice those scissors through his skull like it was melted butter. Right. Okay, that but, was...
2: <laughs> she had to have sharpened the shit out of those shears. I'm oh, yeah.
1: sorry though, yeah. Totally. <laughs> wow. Yeah, still cool special effect.
0: Yeah. When she gets into the, when they both get into the kitchen. Ah, oh, okay. Um, af- and like the, it looks like um, the the woman is kind of shit out of luck. She grabs the the toaster by its cord and just clocks her in the side of the fucking head. What was that? That was so fucking great, man. And she's going to hit just once with a toaster, but right. multiple times. <laughs> like, Jesus
1: Christ, she's going through so much. Mm-hmm. You know
0: what I mean? Um, and then, you know, at the end, obviously, she gets her face burned. Um, a really smart move on Sarah's part, but the CGI was kind of iffy. Um, but she makes this, like exp- like, expandable knife which I thought was just a badass looking yes. weapon.
2: I loved how she does it too. Just because yeah. so, she, she doesn't have a lot of strength behind her. So right. she uses everything around her to build it. <laughs> Fantastic. Mm-hmm.
0: So after the movie went on a little bit and you realized, that obviously we knew it wasn't the nurse pretty quickly. Did you have an inkling that it was the other woman, that it was somebody else in the other car? Or was that kind of completely out of left field for you?
2: Um, it wasn't out of left field. I'd kind of thought about it. I was like I bet this is somebody from the other car or somebody n- who knew somebody in the other car. but yeah. I yeah I hadn't I hadn't really put much thought into it because mm-hmm. I, I was more thinking she's just a fucking crazy person who' just right yeah, I'm gonna take this woman's baby. To me yeah. it took
1: me out of I was completely out of left field. Um, I did not expect it oh, okay. was a survivor from the other car accident. I should have. Um, but the first time I see this, uh, I was surprised. I, it kind of blew me away. I didn't expect. So yeah, I was, yeah, I didn't expect anything. Okay. So I was very surprised by it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm leaning more toward that. That's what I kind of, I was guessing as the, uh, as it went on was that it was probably somebody in the other car. I was just curious how it, how it struck you guys, but, um, yeah, so I don't know. I guess that kind of sums it up. So, um, anything else to add? Um, or just do you want to talk about your final thoughts and your star rating? Uh, I have a few things to add, just because I yeah. did a bit of homework on the films. Um, okay,
1: good. So the directors, right? Uh, Pustillo and Mori. Yeah. So they got, uh, they became uh, writer-director partners because they wrote and directed the film. Um, they met their mutual friend, and it seems that they've stayed in the horror genre ever since. This was their first collaboration together. And then they made a movie in 2011 called Livid or Livid with, uh, Beatrice Dal. Apparently, oh, okay. she's like their muse. She's been in most of their films. <laughs> um, so there's Livid, which I now want to check out. Um, in 2014, a movie called Aux Yeux des Vivants, which in, in English, it's called Among the Living, which just by the poster art looks badass. Hmm. And as well, um, I guess they got offered because this film is being remade or was remade.
0: Uh, yeah. Right. it came out this year I guess it's listed as a 2016 film
1: yeah I haven't seen it out anywhere I haven't looked for it though um, right. but I guess they were offered the, the the directing gig and they said no but they wrote the screenplay um oh, I okay. don't expect this to be an a millimeters worth of gore than the French one i don't I, I think this movie's gonna mm-hmm. suck um but I still want to see it now
0: Oh, I'll definitely see it, yeah. Yeah,
1: and now, and with the Sarah, her the uh, actress, her name is Elisa Paradis. She's the sister of Vanessa Paradis, and she, Vanessa is the one that was married to Johnny Depp, and they had the girl together.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Oh,
2: they, the what? So, so. oh, they weren't actually married. They were together, but they weren't married.
1: Oh, they were, they were common, like, certain Susan Sarandon and uh, Tim Robbins. Something like oh. that. Oh. I guess, Yeah. Um, and then, so this is her only genre role. Uh, everything else I've seen of hers uh, on MDB is all like dramas and whatnot. Um, oh. But so so get this, okay? So apparently, Beatrice Dal, who plays the woman, um, according to what I've read, she's a bit of a wild child in France. Um, in 1988, she attacked a meaner maid, <laughs> okay? <laughs> And then, apparently, she was arrested twice for allegedly being in possession of cocaine in Miami. That's while your she, girl. Yeah. Well, again, she didn't wait for it to be legalized. Beatrice, s'il vous plaît, give it a moment, okay? Right. <laughs> uh, so she, she was arrested twice while filming uh, Abel Ferreira's The Blackout. And because of these um, arrests, she was labeled as an undesirable immigrant. At the US, <laughs> so that she lost out the role of Bruce Willis's wife in The Sixth Sense. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. So she's married twice. Uh, her current uh, husband, she met him in prison. She was doing volunteering in prison. <laughs> oh, was,
2: I you were reading she was in prison.
0: <laughs>
1: like Oz, right? Yeah. So she was doing volunteer work in the prison, and her husband was serving a 10 year sentence for rape. Oh, my God. Yeah, and they are married to this day. Wow. Um, That's fucked up. Yeah, just a bit, right? But, you know, a little happens whenever. Um, well, she's also done a few genre films. Um, she's apparently in the ABCs of Death 2, in the X for Xellophone, which I need to rewatch now. Um, and then she worked with the two directors again for Lavid and Amongst the Living. And apparently her nickname in French, in France, I should say, is... La Grande Bouche, which means the big mouth. (laughs) I I think she's a badass actress. I kind of want to see her other films that are not genre-related. Well, I want to see her genre films by the same directors. Um, But I want to know more about her because as psycho as she is, before she got all deformed and stuff, I thought she looked gorgeous. Like, she's a good-looking woman. And uh, I was just enamored up until she went all psycho-crazy. Which, in a way, she was psycho crazy the whole time in the film, but still, yeah. You know? um, yeah, I I want to learn more. She seems like she's like the Deborah Harry of, like, French cinema, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just – I'm kind of enthralled and I want to I watch
0: more now. And that's pretty much all I had. Awesome. So, what are your final thoughts on the film and your star rating then?
1: Uh, me? Um, sure, yeah. Okay, I thought it was – Amazing! I I think this is the, the my favorite film that we've actually done an in depth podcast about. Um, again, not having not seen it in eight years, I was re shocked by the violence and gore. I remember loving it for the violence and gore when I saw it the one time. Why haven't not re like rewatched it since? I don't know. But I was sitting there watching and like I was redlining the whole I, I, I just I just love the film. I knew what happened at the end. I just didn't remember some middle parts and like the gore reshocked me and it's in your face. It's bloody um but it also looks kind of real. Like like the the, yeah. the the blood, like the dam the body damage that occurs in the film it seems very real to me. It's not cartoony in any way, shape or form. You know? Um like when the scissors cut the belly, it's squeamish. Like oh yeah. Oh my god, you know? Um yeah, I fucking love this movie. I don't know why I haven't watched it more than I have. Easily 5 out of 4 stars. <laughs> <laughs> like like seriously. Those who are gore fans, horror fans, like yeah, it's in French, who cares? Oh, I, I I do ha- have need to nitpick. The uh-huh. subtitles in my Dimension Extreme DVD some shit yeah. didn't make sense, you know. There's oh, things, really? Yeah, so it's just a few things like a few words were wrong, like where they're going oh, you know, okay, like Sunday, but it says Saturday in English. Or, you know, I was oh, oh, oh when the nurse says she was in the hospital or in label for 13 hours, but the mm-hmm. DVD says 12 hours in English, just little that's things weird. like that doesn't distract you, detract you from the film itself. But I'm yeah, like, okay, come on, it's not, the, it's not the same number, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, come on, guys, <laughs> that's weird, but apart from that, like. This is a Dimension Extreme release that's fucking extreme. It is a must-have if you are a horror fan.
0: All right, so Mark goes four out of four. What about you, Ash?
2: I was not as enamored as Mark. Uh, I thought it was really well done. I did like the... uh, it, It hit a lot of the right buttons for me, but there was just... Some of the stuff, it was just... This is dumb. Um, you know, like the fact that the cop wasn't trying to get her out of the house, and, and a couple other things. It's just like, eh, come on, you know, it, it, there are ways that they could have worked that around. Um, but no, I think I think the the lighting, especially at the beginning, just setting the mood, uh, things like that, and just the I wasn't prepared for the not necessarily the amount of the gore, but how visceral they got with it. That was really well done, and and not. I usually don't. I'm not. I haven't been as into the gore as I used to be, but I. Mean, this was the way they did it. It worked for the film for me, <laughs> and it wasn't like, uh, you know, it. It maybe wince, but it wasn't like they weren't in love with it. I guess is the way <laughs> I want to put it. You know, the, it it worked for the film as opposed to you know it. It it worked for the plot of the film as opposed to we're going to focus on the gore because we have no plot um, type of thing. Um, So I don't know. I I give it a I give it a three out of four.
0: All right. Very good. So, yeah, my final thoughts here, my star rating. Um, I really didn't expect any of what Inside delivered. Um, It is one of the most relentless horror films I've ever seen, and it has incredibly realistic gore effects to back it up. Um, It is nauseating and powerful and brutal and as violent as any home invasion film I've ever seen. Uh, the score is haunting and, and one I would absolutely love to own on vinyl, like I mentioned previously. I, I mean, I literally wanted to fucking stand up from my seat and walk around the room at multiple times in this film because the violence was so just overwhelmingly realistic. Um, The directors do an incredible job of making the silent moments scream with violence and keep everything subtle until they need to unleash the bloodshed, which happens pretty early on, fortunately. I mean, just wow. This has – it was nothing short of a fucking experience. I will never forget the first time I watched Inside. Um and that's about as high a praise I can hand out. Um, I was absolutely blown away with virtually every aspect of it. Yeah, there are some minor things that bugged me. But I mean, overall, Inside is a fucking masterpiece that I I, I don't even know if I ever need to see it again, because some of the shots of the gore are going to stick with me for so damn long. Um, So I obviously give Inside four out of four stars. Absolutely loved it. I'm so glad we watched it. Do you guys know? There has been only one film that all three of us have ever given four a, a stars out of. All three of us given four stars. Did you know that? And do you know what film that is? Avatar. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin reviewed it's Avatar. Not <laughs> I have. We all gave four to four. I have no idea. So I want to, and I'm already in the process of starting it, create kind of this like cinefessions Hall of Fame or the the cinefessions oh. Canon is what I was calling it, and. The only films that are getting in there are films that we all agree on are four out of four star films. And now, of course, with our rating system, four doesn't mean perfect. It just means excellent. So, take that for what you will. And there's only one film that we've discussed on the podcast that has received that rating so far. And that has been Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction.
1: Ah. So it wasn't. The-
0: I know, and I find that fascinating because we've gone through Tarantino's entire filmography. We've gone through so many different movies and, and shows and things on this podcast, and only one out of the seventy-one episodes that we've done has, at least in the, in this current era, so this era with Mark, has received um, or the actually the arc era. So since Scream, so since episode nine, I believe it is, only one thing has received four out of four stars from all of the all of the panel if you will and that is Pulp Fiction so that is our lone film right now in the yet to be published Cinefessions canon
1: so you're telling me that Costas Mandalorian is not in the Hall of Fame yet
0: isn't no. that isn't that a shocking it never will oh. be And ah. it's that asshole's fault who just talked it's yeah. Ash's fault, damn it. Ash, oh
1: we, 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 we need to get you with the program, son. Yeah, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the fuck cost this man to work? What Oh, my God. In the goat ass. I was, I was hoping this was going to be film number two in the canon. <laughs> and, then, and then Ash showed up. God damn it. Two out of three, <laughs> bad. That's right. <laughs> All funny. right. I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, man. All right. So that is our review for the week of Inside. Next week, we are talking about 2008's The Strangers. So make sure you watch that. Now well, Let's move on before we end today to the Besting the Backlog Challenge, round eight. So this is where we try to conquer our personal backlogs one week at a time. And as a reminder, for this feature, each one of us will take a look at the other's unwatched pile, be it their home video collection or one of their streaming services like Netflix. Amazon Instant Video or Voodoo, and we pick one film from that list that the other hasn't seen yet and challenge them to watch it before the next podcast, where they will then give a quick review of said film. So this week, Mark, you were watching um, Pro Wrestlers versus Zombies, which I'm now realizing why you waited to talk about some of the things you did this weekend. <laughs> yeah. um, and Ash, you watched He Never Died and I watched Flatliners. So uh, Mark, let go ahead and, and start with you with Pro Wrestlers versus Zombies and your Weekend escapades,
1: okay. So, this weekend I went to a, a wrestling show at uh, the Legion on Macarthur in Ottawa. The C4 wrestling uh, show
0: called Shockwaves. Uh, Do you guys chant C4W? C4W,
1: uh, you know what? I didn't. I think, oh, that's tried, a little funny. but yeah. it's it, like it, it's C4, pretty much it's C4, which is like capital. Honestly, I don't know what it stands for. Uh, I'll put on yeah, it. I, I just don't know. <laughs> All I do know is that every show I've been to in the last year has been a blast. So yeah. I watched this before going we to the show. And um I was surprised at the movie because one of the wrestlers <laughs> that was in the film was appearing at that wrestling show. So of course I had to get something signed. That's awesome. Um so at this show, um the Neon Ninja. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, facade wrestled uh, all ego ethan page um, and uh, unfortunately neon ninja um, lost but uh, i had a chance to buy a a t-shirt a neon green t-shirt that says neon ninja uh, uh, facade and, uh, it's in the, it's in the, uh, double dare Nickelodeon looking logo fonty thing. So I'm, I'm very happy <laughs> with that. So I brought this Blu-ray and he had no clue it was out on Blu-ray and he had no clue that it was a trauma film. So we got to talk about that for a bit. Um,
0: that's awesome. So,
1: okay. Uh, movie wise, uh, the movie sucks. <laughs> it's a pretty bad film. Um, on the front of the film, it says it's a non-stop action, laughs, and gore. Horror <laughs> I should check to see if this website is still in, uh, is still <laughs> active or not. <laughs> it's not, and it's not the fault of the actors in the film. There's just the script sucks. You know, mm-hmm. um, like real, real bad. Like okay, pr- there was two spots where like okay, so pretty much these zombies are like 28 days later or weeks later. So they're running zombies, but they're, they're really maneuverable. So like they could do wrestling moves. So I was hoping (laughs) that they would take pro wrestling and make the finishers more extreme so that, you know, you do a, you do a famouser and it breaks, pops the head, the guy's head off. Or if you do a rock bottom and, you know, again, the hot, the head pops off or or just stuff like that. Right. Um, I did see a bulldog (laughs) early in the film where it kind of cracked the guy's neck. I'm like, sweet. So it's going to be kind of like this. And it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, long story short, these wrestlers uh, you got Matt Hardy, you got Kurt Angle, Roddy Piper, R.I.P., Shane Douglas, and Hacksaw. Mm-hmm. And then a few more indie wrestlers in the Pittsburgh area. They go to this prison to do this, show, this special show. They get there, and like the guy who booked it um, wants revenge on Shane Douglas because oh, what happened exactly? Oh, (laughs) Shane Douglas gave a guy, I think, a powder in the ring and broke his neck, but it was on purpose. But The guy's taking it hard because that was my brother, blah, blah, blah. So, to act revenge, he goes all necromancy and um, kills a girl who then becomes a zombie and then he attacks wrestler zombies and then become just wrestling zombies. Um, So, the whole movie, (laughs) because it's in the prison, becomes like an escape film where they'll take, like, a chair and swing chairs around or take, like, a, a metal cookie sheet and, like, hit the zombies in the head. So it's almost like a hard, like, a one long action sequence slash hardcore match, which I was very disappointed with. I thought it'd be more like Monster Brawl, where they're actually, like, wrestling, you know, wrestlers versus actual, like, wrestling zombies. So, again, you do a move, it hurts them, you know? Um, or it hurts them, like, you know, like, bloody, gory stuff, which, unfortunately, that's not the case. Hmm. Um, so yeah, like Shane Douglas is actually pretty bad in this movie, but Piper is Piper. Kurt Angle gets a small cameo. Matt Hardy, it's before he be- gets deleted. Um, <laughs> but so, so, uh, Facade, um, he is one of the wrestlers, um, uh, that actually has a few, like he, he is actually quite, uh, nimble and does like a, like a, prison parkour sequence where he's evading zombies and like jumping up and down flair, uh, <laughs> stairs and whatnot um so again cool but i wish the film was more like wrestling like pro wrestling versus like how would a pro wrestler take care of himself in a zombie infested situation you know so like pile drivers that right. you know, that do shit and you know a neck breaker that breaks the neck stuff like that you know and that wasn't yeah. the case but um uh, facade mentioned that you were actually filming in an actual prison that was actually populated. So they would film sequences <laughs> and then like prisoners would pop their heads out of their cells asking what's going on, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> um, the movie, I guess the, it says here, a movie by Cody Knotts and he was like the guy who like kind of promoted them. So they were doing a, a loop. So they were doing a circuit of shows and he just did a movie during this 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 uh sequence um and yeah he thought it was pretty cool he didn't know that it became a trauma film and he you know even took a picture of the trauma release so i took a picture of myself with his beautiful valley dining and then i took <laughs> a picture of him with me with the signed dvd copy which yeah. i should have left it dry a little quicker before putting it back in the case he kind of smudged a bit oh damn but i thought it was kind of cool it's like Oh man, you're letting, you're making me watch this film. And then I watched it because I own it. So I'm going to watch it eventually. Mm-hmm. And uh, s- sure enough, he was there at the wrestling show. So I thought it was kind of cool. So yeah. So do I recommend Professor vs. Zombies? No. But <laughs> um, support your local indie wrestling guys. It's, they're, right. they're fun shows. So yeah. So it's, it's not a recommend, but it's not, yeah. it's not due to the a lack of heart. It's due to the shitty story.
0: And how many stars do you give that one? Oh, man,
1: Uh, I give it two out of four.
0: Okay, very good. And Ash Mark chose He Never Died for You to Watch, which he talked about on the podcast previously. He liked. Um, What did you think about it?
2: It was all right. Um, I did like uh, I don't know. It was kind of slow. I thought it was a little a little too slow at points. Um, My wife really didn't like it. (laughs) Yeah, she actually watched it before I did. <laughs> um, but uh, I liked uh, Henry Rollins in it. I've always liked Henry Rollins, though. Um, you know, just like he's an interesting guy. Um, I don't know. His character was hard to follow just because of who he was. Um, it, he's kind of weird. I mean, he's really freaking weird. And <laughs> you figure out why as the movie goes along, but it's just like, wow. Um, I don't know. It, it has some good moments. Um, it was worth, it was worth watching. I I think at least once, I don't know that I'll, I'll watch it again, but, um, no, it, it, they had some, uh, some neat sequences and I, I did love the, the kind of incredulous looks the criminals give him when they're talking to him and he's just like, no, you know, they're like, we need you to do this. He's like, no. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, well, yeah, no, and then he proceeds to
0: beat the shit off of him. <laughs>
2: it was just
0: like, okay.
2: <laughs> uh, so
0: remind me what that one's about again. I don't remember.
2: This dude's uh, immortal, um, and uh, he ends up. You end up. He ends up uh, running into his kid, and and gets involved with the mob because his supplier uh, of uh, uh, his. If, of, uh, well, it, this is kind of a spoiler. Uh, so I won't go into it. too much what he eats, but it's not exactly great. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, his supplier of this is involved with a mob, or uh, like a small-time mob, and then they get involved with him because they're trying to track the other kid down, and of course, he beats the crap out of them, so then they decide that they have to retaliate and start going, you know, after people he cares about. Uh So then, of course, yeah, which is a very small list, but you know, <laughs> he, ends up, he ends up basically like dismantling this gang. More, yeah, more because he's annoyed, not that he cares, but more because that he's annoyed that they they're fucking up his routine. <laughs> than anything <Yeah>. else? <laughs> so i don't know it, it was it was a it was an interesting watch uh i mean it it took a little bit to get going and and the character's definitely kind of odd um like like even odder i think than forrest gump uh, like know yeah, it took a little <laughs> bit to get into forrest gump but he's like really off i mean you find out why you know as the movie goes along but it's just kind of like okay he's a little too weird for me hmm. um but, uh no, I thought it was pretty decent I give it a two and a half out of four,
0: okay, you liked it better than that attention mark
2: i i
1: did i i did like
0: yeah. it a, a, a little more but uh I kinda yeah.
1: like the slow slow burn films, maybe it's my older age, but I kinda <laughs> like the the story and it takes its time to kind of base into what like his world is and it's a guy of routine, which I can kinda you know uh you know without the whole mortal part I can kinda and you know relate to him just because i like my routine as well you know so (laughs) when somebody like kind of like you know breaks that routine i'm annoyed (laughs) (laughs) you know and Um, this guy is annoyed
2: well yeah and i think part of it too is probably because i am really freaking tired you know (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) that probably isn't helping Mm -hmm. things uh right
0: yeah yeah awesome well good not not all lost, which is good so yeah, and uh Ash you picked Flatliners for me to watch. So Flatliners was actually one of the Blu-rays I received when I was subscribed to the Horror Pack subscription service earlier this year. Yeah. Um and I think it's actually the first one I've now watched from all that I received during that 4 or 5 month period, but um this is one I've heard of before but never really knew much about. And in fact, going into it, I was trying to get my wife to watch the movie with me, so I read the description, the description in the back of the box, and the cast. And that was the first idea of what I was heading into. So if you don't know, Flatliners is um it's about this group of medical students in Chicago that want to find out if there is, in fact, like anything after death. Um and so in order to do this, they developed this experiment where they kill one of the group. And then they keep them dead for a specific amount of time and then bring them back using the skills that they've picked up as medical students. Um, So, once the first experiment is successful, they all start wanting to try it and most of them want to try it. Um, But it turns out there are some dark side effects that start haunting everyone who participates in the experiment. And, uh, you know, the movie is essentially about their struggle to overcome these side effects. So... There are a number of, of really impressive elements to Flatliners that I admire, uh, that I admire. The first of which has to be the cast. Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin Bacon, Julia Roberts, Oliver Platt, and William Baldwin are all as excellent as you'd expect. And they have like a really good chemistry together. I mean, you can tell they're having fun. They're all at like the start of their, what will eventually be pretty huge careers. And you can just tell that they, They care about the film. They care about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really cool to see uh, today, especially because we know, you know, what kind of where they've gone from here. Um, And I also loved the cinematography in the film. It takes what should probably otherwise be a pretty low key film about five people battling their past and it gives this epic feel to it, thanks to some really wonderfully filmed scenes. Um, most specifically, kind of in the when they're dead in those death moments. Um, I thought that was really impressive, especially on my projector. Just everything looks so good. Uh, the Blu-ray is from um, Echo Bridge, but it's still some of the shots there was a little fuzziness. But overall, like the big scenes, they looked really good, um, even on that Blu-ray. Um, but the you know the story is pretty interesting. Um, And it has some good effects work. The big problem I had with the film was just its overall message. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, but um, it just I found it a little silly. And I really didn't think it needed to be as heavy handed as I felt it was, especially with the last shot of the whole thing. But again, I'm not going to spoil anything here. But um, I will say that it's a religiously themed film, um, which I don't think it needed to be. And as someone who tends to stay as far away from religion as possible I just wanted it to be more horror and p- less salvation um, and yeah, so I'm giving it two and a half horror. out of four stars
2: I remember it being which is more like, horror themed but I'm yeah I'm I also haven't watched it in like 25 years
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean there are definitely some parts that are pretty creepy um, it's just the overall big picture uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Mark have you seen this one
1: yeah, but in a it's been a long time. Okay, honestly, okay. I, I remember you know flashes of it. Yeah, um, but I couldn't give you specifics.
0: No, no, that's fine. I think that's kind of what it is. Just one of those films. But yeah, yeah. So I give it two and a half out of four. So next week, Mark, you're picking for Ash. Ash, you're picking for me, and I am picking for Mark. So wait, no, I'm lying. Nope. That was last yeah. week. Yeah. So <laughs> this week, I am picking for Ash. Ash is picking for Mark. Mark is picking for me, unfortunately, because like I gave him a bad one last week, so we'll start here. <laughs> Ash, we'll go backwards. Ash, you get to watch, and I've been waiting a couple weeks for this one, so I'm excited it's still there, but you get to watch Sharknado, Oh <laughs> dear God! an homage to our April in the Asylum, the Asylum film Sharknado, and you, sir, are welcome.
2: <laughs> so Ash
0: what just, is Mark I watching I
2: voluntarily farted when you said that <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, oh man
2: you, know, you said Sharknado and just
0: <laughs> 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 oh my gosh so you get Sharknado what's Mark get to watch and this will take 30 minutes because Mark has so many movies on his list that he's already seen sorry All right,
2: Mark it's not your have, fault? You watched, have you watched BMX Bandits yes damn awesome that's it. oh, so good <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching that in the when I was a kid in the eighties. Oh my god, Nicole Kidman's first movie. Yeah, I didn't even realize it was her that I was like Nicole Kidman was in that. Are you serious? Yeah,
1: she's the girl. Yeah.
2: Did you did you watch Ex Machina? No. Aha, Ooh,
1: I yes. just
0: Bought that.
2: Yes, Ex Machina, motherfucker. Okay, perfect.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: Awesome. So. Sweet. Mark, you are watching Ex Machina, which I actually yes. had a Black Friday deal on, and so I'm excited to watch that one as well. With and Oscar so Island. what what in the hell do I get to watch then, Mark?
1: <sighs> well, you know what? I want someone to see this because I have not seen it. And I, you know, I know you're a Criterion collector.
0: <laughs> yes. So
1: I thought that I might dip into that pool for you here. Oh, and okay. I'm, yeah, so I'm going to go with... Oh, and I don't see it uh, There we go. Salo or the hundred, hundred twenty days. Of oh my
0: fucking god!
1: <laughs> so we're gonna, we're gonna watch some sun. Oh
0: my god!
1: What's he watching?
0: Sallow, Sallow, the 120 days of Sodom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my
0: God. I'm so wow. excited. I was what? so excited. I was waiting all podcast. To <laughs> <laughs> no, you picked it out at the beginning. You're like, oh, I can't tell you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it I'm cool. I'm not looking forward to that, but this should be interesting. Well, you're, you're completist. So. <laughs> at least you didn't... uh Give me a, uh, well, you g- literally gave me a shit movie, but not figuratively. <laughs> so that's good. You know what, though? You but have
1: so many films here that I know you should see. So it's just yep. a matter of time. You know, when you get to, to <laughs> week 72 of the, of the <laughs> challenge.
0: That's right. Yep. Oh, man. All right. So just to recap, Mark, you are watching Ex Machina, Ash, you are watching Sharknado, and I get to watch Solo 120 <laughs> Days of Sodom. <laughs> Fan. Hercules, Hercules,
2: Hercules! <laughs> I actually think you got a. I think you got a better deal than I did. You know, I don't know. I don't know.
0: We'll see. Oh man, I'll have to watch that one when the wife's away. Nope. <laughs> on a projector, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. So, that is going to be that for this week. The next episode, which releases next Friday, December 9th, will feature a a review of 2008's 2008's The Strangers. So, like I said before, make sure you get your hands on the copy of that one so you can follow along with the podcast. That'll be a much easier one to find, I'm sure, than the previous two have been. So, good luck. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or wherever it is that you're listening to us, please leave us that review. Positive reviews help us reach a wider audience, which is always the goal here. So we appreciate you taking the time to do that. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Ash, for joining me again this week. Another fun one. Yes, it was a blast. All right. So I want to thank everyone for listening to the 71st episode of the Cinefessions podcast. And remember in film we trust we'll catch you next time